0: I'm doing uh, goddamn motherfucking son of a bitch! Cocksucker, rock and metal uh that was always no what? Combat Podcast. Yeah, what he
1: said. Welcome to the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast.
0: I'm Lee Gerstman. And I was banned from this podcast, and I'm not too happy about it. So fuck these guys. Go to hell. So here they are. Dr. Fuck and Wadzilla. Enjoy.
1: I know I will. Even if they did
0: ban me. Fucking assholes.
2: Hey, smack them a gob. Hey, we're back. That's right. Surprise attack. You didn't expect a new episode. But here it is. It is I. You know who I am. Who, who else is with me?
0: Oh, yeah! Yeah, I told and Wadley.
2: Well, you know, Ian, I love when you're drunk on vodka, but I hate editing it, so I love that you're ro- you're doing the rolling rock, bro. Yeah. Oh,
0: yeah, yeah. Haven't hit the vodka yet. Straight up rolling rock.
2: Yeah, no vodka. Dude. Come on. Okay. It's a bitch. It's a bitch fucking editing a vodka episode. Ah. So we've been gone a long time, and we're back, man. Yeah. My, my My balls are all fresh. Yes. And I'm feeling great and uh so are you ian right
0: yeah yeah i'm very fresh very fresh
2: all right so we we did this episode a while ago actually i edited it today because i never got around to editing it so it's all ready to go but we're gonna put some news and we had a question a few months ago what do you prefer news in the front or in the back and most people said the front
0: yeah yeah Most, most people are not
2: into anal yes
0: I am, but most people aren't.
2: Yeah. Nah, no, I'm not. Unless a girl wants it. Then it's hot. It's hot when a chick loves anal. Then then I'm into it, but she don't like anal? Oh man, come on.
0: Ow! Ooh, slow down. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. not pleasurable. Yeah, I don't like that. I, I like a full-blown anal whore. That's
2: good. Uh, shout All out to both.
0: Right. Vol- <laughs> uh, oh, we'll get to him later. Uh, so, I didn't, I didn't even check if we have iTunes reviews. Uh, oh, I who gives it a right set? Yeah, fuck it. Let's just go into the... We, are, Scott, boy, we, don't,
2: need, we don't need approval from nobody.
0: Let, let's just go into the news. And, and, you know, before we even get into the news, there's like three stories that you know we just have to talk about. So, let's get them motherfuckers out of the way. And then All we'll, right. you know, and then, then, then we'll see what's left. But, um... I would say the number one news that, that has just got me like throwing up in my fucking mouth that I can't stand is all you fucking motherfuckers crying about oh, oh, Motley Crue got back together, but they said they weren't gonna. Oh, that's me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. Who gives a fucking shit? Who gives a fucking shit? That my, a band with no fucking integrity from the start. Oh, went back on their word and you're fucking surprised?
2: You know, yeah, and in my defense, in my defense, I saw more of the opposite. Oh my God, they're bad. Pa- I was like, fuck them, fucking lying piece of shit. That's what I did. Right? And, yeah, and but- believe me, and believe me, I got a lot of fucking butt hurt motherfuckers attacking me with my videos. I put a video. That said that fuck Motley Crue and their fucking bullshit contract, and all these babies came out crying. Fuck them. Fuck off. Fuck the other side. I don't give a fuck. I'm proud to say fuck them lying motherfuckers. Thank
0: you. Yeah. Well, I, I'm I'm proud to say fuck anybody who gives a shit. Do you really give a shit about Motley Crue getting back to get? You know, the only person I'm happy about with this is Johnny Bogan. Because Johnny Bogan's the only person I know who even gives a shit about this fucking band. To begin with, yeah. okay, they're going out on a tour with Poison, Death Leopard, and Motley Crue. Okay, so right there, it tells you uh, those three bands. You're getting abbreviated sets from all three. It's going to be all three greatest hits song, you know, set lists. You know, no deep cut fucking shit. It's all going to be for casual fucking fans who give a shit. Probably. Half of them don't even- Oh, Motley Crue said it was a farewell? Who- Who gives a shit, dude? It's fucking Motley Crue. Do you really give a fuck about Motley fucking Crue? What- What year is this? It's almost 2020. Do you give a shit about Motley fucking Crue? Oh, they came back. Who gives a shit? Nobody gives a shit. They think this shit's selling out stadiums? I got fucking- I- I got news for you, kids. This shit's going to be in arenas quicker than fucking bat shit, man. It's, oh, fucking Motley Crew, Death Leopard, and Poison.
2: Is it true bat shit real quick?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they I, shit I real know. Quick. I, I they know shit real quick. But, I mean, I mean, who who gives a fuck about this shit, really? In Motley Crew. You know, it, it's like, ugh, Winger said they're not getting back together. Because it's basically the same fucking level. Dude, it's the same. This isn't fucking Led Zeppelin, okay? You know, this, this isn't a band with integrity that says, "Oh shit, okay, we're gonna stop." It's yeah, Motley- man.
2: I guess I guess you haven't been paying attention to the to our podcast Facebook page because a lot of people give a shit about Motley Crue a lot, oh. a lot, a lot more than they should.
0: Well, no, I'm I'm saying right now, fuck you, fuck All you right. for even caring and, about this and, shit. And,
2: and, and let me give you a little 411 too. yesterday. My new track by track was Sgt. Pepper versus Motley Crue's Generation Swine, and uh, oh boy, you should have seen the people that left comments like, "Oh fuck the Beatles, they, they suck." Generation Swine's way better than that album, so you know there goes your philosophy.
0: No, no, but I'm but I'm saying fuck them motherfuckers right up their fucking ass, like really, like anybody would pick Generation Swine over the Beatles. Yeah, uh, yeah, like I, I I I could give a fuck. You you deserve. To pay whatever they're trying, and I've heard it's like a retarded amount of money for this fucked up tour. Like, y- you pay that. You go do that. Because that's how fucking stupid you are. Okay, anybody, you know, first of all, you take the Beatles over fucking Motley Crue, go fuck yourself. Uh, you know, but you, you know. Meant hey- that
2: back- you meant that backwards, Ian. What's that? You just said, if you pick the Beatles over Motley Crue, go fuck yourself.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, I said that backwards. He,
2: he backwards. meant the opposite. All right, yeah. all, but, all the hard-ons just went down.
0: But I'm serious. Like, like, you're gonna pay whatever this retarded money to see this fucking schlock fest, and you're gonna give me shit because I like heading for a heartbreak. Go fuck yourself. You know, yeah. God damn, you care about Motley <laughs> M- Motley Crew. You, know, well, you yeah, know, we're back. We're back, and you're attacking me, dude. Oh, oh no, I'm not. I'm not attacking you per se because. You don't really give a fuck about Motley Crue. I right? don't.
2: I, I really don't. But you I, know what? I, I, I mean, it's, I mean, my, it's my retaliation to the, oh my God, they're back. I'm like, fuck them.
0: Right, right. But, uh, but the same thing. you don't give a shit. When's the last time this band put out a thing you gave a shit about? 94. Okay, yeah. And we, and we talked about, you know, seeing them on the farewell tour. What's what's the best thing we said? Ooh, nice stage show. Nice the vibe. stage show was phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. Alice, Al- Al- Alice Cooper was better. You know, yeah. th- you know that's how you, you fucking wrapped it up. Who gives a shit about Motley Crue? You know what's even stupider than fucking Motley Crue getting back together? It's Kiss playing for fucking Sharks. Oh, my God. Was that uneventful or what? Who? And, and that's another thing. If anybody gives a fuck, you know, like, like Motley Crue fans deserve Motley Crue to get back together. And you deserve to pay those stupid prices. And for you fucking KISS tards out there, yeah, that's your band right now. That's what they do. They play for fucking sharks, minus Paul Stanley. You know, that's that's all I got to say about KISS right now. They play for fucking sharks, And, and they're repeating cities that they said they would never play again on their farewell tour. No fucking integrity, dude. Oh, that I didn't know. Kiss is fucking poison, dude. Kiss is the same as fucking poison. Mid, you know, fucking fuck me, suck me songs. Oh, oh, we got a great stage show. And that's it. That's it. Now they're playing for fucking sharks. Mine is Paul Stanley. And if you give a fuck about Kiss in 2020, yeah, fuck you too. I mean, yeah. Jesus Christ. I'm with you there, Kian. Who gives a fuck about kissing? And then you want to talk about fun. about about some other shit nobody gives a fuck about? Is this new fucking Ozzy Osbourne record? Oh Jesus Christ, that was terrible! Holy shit, is this? And 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 seriously, when do you think? When do you think? Honest and, and rather, I know you're much more, you're a much bigger Ozzy fan than I'm. You. Much more of an apologist than you'll ever be. Yes, yes, and I yeah. can't even
2: defend this crap.
0: Okay, but what what I want to ask you, though, honestly, what do you think is the last album where Ozzy really gave a shit? You know, where it wasn't like, okay, this is what was written for me, this is what I'm going to do. When do you think is the last album that Ozzy even cared about? All right,
2: well, I'm going to tell you, and I hate the album. I hate the album, but I think he cared when he did Osmosis. I hate that album, though. Yeah, and No More Tears, he cared. Oh, I I, I I hate
0: I hate that album too, and all these people who think Perry Mason is a good song. Oh, oh I like God. I
2: I like that. Go fuck oh. myself.
0: Yeah, fuck yourself. <laughs> Jesus Christ. But uh, you That's the only your, damn
2: song on there I like.
0: You think he really?
2: You like that better than Thunder Underground? I don't like that song. I think that song has potential
0: but it goes nowhere. Oh, but but uh Perry Mason hit the mark, huh? Yeah,
2: I think so, oh. pretty much. Oh. Okay. I love the video too where a bunch of Aussies sitting down that shit's funny
0: I, uh, I, guess, that I, see, I guess I'll see you on the other side then
2: um, I like I like um, I'm not the kind of person you think I am what's the name of that one I'm what not the, the, the antichrist that? or the iron man that I was never, a, that was off one of the later shitty albums but I like that song too
0: I, I haven't bought an Ozzy album since No More Tears
2: I, I I have yet to miss buying an Ozzy I'm a completist, though. I didn't mind. Screen.
0: Oh oh oh! I'm a, I'm a downloadist. <laughs> I mean, I have them all downloaded, but I ain't listened to them. All right.
2: you know. Well, there you but go. It, you downloaded, don't listen.
0: Holy holy actually, shit! Actually,
2: actually, I actually have to applaud you, Ian, because if you download music and don't listen to it, technically you're not stealing shit because yeah. you're not listening. So that's yeah.
0: cool.
2: That's cool. Yeah, hey, that I just comes up. Dude. I want.
0: I want to pass that down, you know, to my grandchildren. You know, this is on you. I didn't want to listen to this shit. Now you're gonna
2: pass me down to your grandchild if you know what I'm talking about. Grrr.
0: Hey, you know, I I have another one on the way.
2: Really? Oh I, man! I
0: hope it's my, a girl threesome. My next grandchild is due on my birthday, May 11th. Oh right. my! May eleventh, two thousand twenty. I have another grandchild coming. Congratulations, to their Thank old you. time. Thank you. I'm I'm very excited. Very That's excited.
2: They're fucking away, aren't they? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. But <laughs> my, my son loves the punani. Yeah, I can tell. Yeah, and he doesn't pull out like me. I like. The... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Me, I like the butthole. Uh, <laughs> So, so yes, I fucked a lot of Motley Crue fans.
2: Whoa, um, oh, oh, yeah, whoa,
0: that
2: goes out to all you Motley Crue guys that uh, you yes, know your Motley, yeah. your
0: bang the Ian. Yeah, all all Motley Crue fans take it in the ass, you yeah. know, because if you if you take it in the ears, it hurts too much. That uh, glitter, um, I like that anyway, one. But the, 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 these fucking Ozzy songs. Did you like either one of them? No. Okay, no. good. No. Good. No, I, good. And I,
2: can't, I can't even tell you which one I like least out of the two Shin songs. I think they're equally sucky.
0: Right. Well, I was worried because, you know, you kind of you kind of polished the knob on that Post Malone song. You well, did, so
2: I would... no. I said I liked Ozzy's performance on it, but I didn't like the song. That's what I said. I thought well. it was catchy. I thought that little chorus he did was catchy. Oh. But but I didn't really like the song. It was just like... I like the Ozzy part, but the rest is kind of crappy.
0: So, is it fair to say you like the post Malone song better than the other two yes. that you? Oh wow! Okay. Well,
2: well, because of the Ozzy part. That's it. Okay. Okay.
0: Musically, okay. it's pretty much tied. Right, right. right. Well, I'm going to say that. That's what it says about how shitty this new album sounds to me. And what's funny? What What I didn't realize, uh, you know, when this new Ozzy album's coming out. Uh, is as I'm hearing about Post Malone's producer, and I'm like, What the fuck? What the fuck? And it turns out it's Andrew Watt, and I'm like, Where do I know that name? And he was the guitar player in California Breed. That wow. was that was uh Glenn Hughes, Jason What's Bonham. It that?
2: I thought that was Bonamassa. Bonamassa.
0: No, Bonamassa's in uh Black Country Communion. Oh, yeah, you're right, you're but, right. But but yeah. Ca- California Breed was Andrew Watt, Glenn Hughes, and Jason Bonham. And Andrew Watt left, and that's why California Breed uh, split up. But that album was very good. I love that album. I thought it was really good. Uh, but the shit I'm hearing now, it's like, you know, when you hear Ozzy, I I, I I love Ozzy, but he's Ozzy. He needs a great guitar player to prop him up, you know? It, it's... it's, it's uh, as much as he's my God, my Lord, my Savior, David Lee Roth needs a great guitar player besides him, and so does fucking Ozzy. But like right now, you got this minimal guitar player next to him, uh, who you know, from what he played on 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 uh, California Breed, is much more rocking and slamming than what he's played on the Ozzy record. And then you got uh, the, the rhythm section of Chad Smith from the Chili Peppers, who is an amazing drummer, but doesn't even sound like Chad Smith on this album. You got Duff McKagan. I mean, it's like, it's such a weird, you know, it's just so thrown together. Like, oh, going on tour, got to sell a product. It's so sharing, you know, it's, oh my God. And these songs are really, really fucking horrible. And, and what's scary though, is I, I see a lot of people online saying, oh my god, this is the best thing Ozzy's put out in years. Boy, well, I'm glad and, I missed you know, that. You no, know, I've seen comments on YouTube and Blabbermouse saying, oh, this is the best thing he's put out since No More Tears. And I'm like, really? Really? This shit is fucking horrible. Horrible. It sounds like modern bullshit. Yeah, but what do you expect, though? I mean, really, what do you expect from Ozzy at this point in time? With that lineup, what do I, you ex- I don't know. I don't expect much. What, what do you expect from Kiss in 2020? What do you expect from Motley Crue? Okay, and, and unless you're a fucking retard, it, it's what you get. It's it's horrible. It's fucking horrible. These are our. These are all three artists with zero, zero, music integrity. And, and, and I hate to throw Ozzy in there, but when you when, when you separate him from Black Sabbath and you go to his solo career, zero integrity. It's whatever is him. Whatever Sharon says, Ozzy does.
2: I may like some of this stuff, but no, he's not come close to anything from the first two albums, period.
0: Right, right, right. But he does whatever Sharon does. Whatever producer she says oh, you work with, whatever. The Osborns are coming back. Yeah, yeah, that's another thing. Oh God, you know, it's talk about an unwatchable TV show. Mm -hmm. Well, for people who love Ozzy Osbourne, it is. You know, for people who watch, for people who watch, you know, uh, Pregnant in sixteen and Real Housewives and shit like that, I'm sure it's a fun show. Yeah. But for people who grew up where Ozzy meant something to you, yeah, it's unwatchable. It's despicable. It's it, it, it makes a mockery of a man who's made some of the greatest music of all time, music that hasn't enriched your life, that you still listen to to this day. I'll you know, always love him. I don't care yeah. what he does. I it, always it, love Ozzy. Yeah, but but I mean, that, that's like, okay, hey, that's how I am with David Lee Roth. But when I saw that video he put out for his new Vegas show and I saw him dancing, I admit he looked like a fucking asshole. He looked like an idiot, <laughs> you know? And you gotta admit that when you hear these new Ozzy songs. It's fucking shit, dude. It is fucking horrible. Terrible. It is, yeah, it's fucking terrible. And it, it's like, goddamn, somebody retire with some dignity. You know, and it, and it gives me respect for bands that actually have dignity. Unfortunately, a lot of them aren't in the metal genre. Alan like, Cooper, bitch! Hey, uh. He's taking some turns, but still, man.
2: You know what Alice Cooper said? He goes, you know what you're never going to get from me? A farewell tour.
0: Fuck yeah, Alice. Right. Well, well the, you know you know what I'll give to Alice is Alice can still sing and Alice can still perform. Is Alice and, putting out and music? Kick ass
2: and play kick-ass shows.
0: Right, but, but are his, his albums any good? That last album was fucking horrible.
2: Oh, really bad. But you know what? I saw the trash tour and it was a great show.
0: Right, I mean, right. no, no, he, shitty
2: songs, but it's still great, you know.
0: Right. He, no, but he puts out horrible albums. But Ozzy sucks live now. And, yeah, and, uh, and his records. Motley, suck
2: too. Motley sucks live. I mean, these are the look. Everybody out there that you think you're gonna see Motley Crew, you're gonna see Ozzy. You're not. You're seeing a or or David Lee Roth for that matter. It's a shell of what was. It's just a name. You're gonna. Dude, number one, you got Vince Neil who can't, can't catch his breath. Tommy Lee who hates, hates what he's playing. Mick Mar- I mean Mick Mars is like Weekend at Bernie's, and fucking Nikki Six is like, uh, well Nikki Six is Nikki Six. You know, he's just a no-talented fucking whack job. But um, it's, it's but at least in the '80s they kick some ass, man. I'm telling you, man, it may not be a great album, well, according to me, not you. But the Theater of Pain show was unbelievably good. Uh, when they opened for uh, Ozzy, uh, fucking Shadow that was phenomenal. I mean, it was just... They were great, man. They were great in the 80s. But after that, it's just become... I don't know, it's dull. It's not as good as it was. You got piped-in backing vocals. The backing vocals now sound better, you know, because they're piped in. And uh, I don't know, it, it's just... And then you got Tommy Lee doing like you know techno drum solos. It's it's just fucking, it's it's just shit. But what a stage show!
0: Right, it, it, it had great pyro. You know, that's, that's my thing. You know, that's it, my thing. Like, okay, here's a band I actually I, I do love. I do love. I, I I love Ghost. Love Ghost. Put on a great show. You know who's about a thousand times better band? Fucking Uncle Acid and Deadbeats. And you went and saw him with King Diamond. What'd you think?
2: Well, you're gonna get upset with me now.
0: <laughs> you didn't, you, oh, you didn't like him, huh?
2: Well, I did like them, and I really liked the the the, the visuals they were doing behind them. But yeah. you know what? After a couple songs, I was kind of like, dude, I, I couldn't like get into the guy's voice after a while. It just yeah. seems so one dimensional. But musically, they were good. They were great. King Diamond fucking owned. And that opening band was really good. What was their name? Um, whatever the fuck, that Idle Hands—they were good.
0: Um, I, I didn't know about. I, I've never heard them.
2: Yeah, there were three bands, but um, uh.
0: Well, I'm, I'm I'm sorry you had that experience with Uncle Acid, but uh, you know what I mean? It's it's like people with a better stage show seem to get like a pass. There you know? was a.
2: It was a cool show though. What Uncle Acid did? They had like a big screen behind him with a lot of like. Psychedelic uh, kind of visual type things. Yeah, and it was it was very visually
0: appealing. Yeah, oh, you but you didn't like it musically? Huh?
2: I I liked it. I'm just saying, after a while, it's kind of like, dude, can you sing differently or something? I mean, it just sounds so one dimensional after a while, you know. But I'm not bashing it, and I know I'm not doing this because I know you're a big fan. I'm you, you want an honest opinion, and I'm not bash. I don't I don't think they sucked. Let me put it that way. I don't think they sucked. My only complaint was. The vocals were a little too mundane after a while.
0: All right, fair enough. That's
2: my opinion. But fair they enough. they didn't suck. It was better than seeing Motley Crue now. That's for damn sure. Or
0: Ozzy. Oh, okay. So, uh, are you not going to see Ozzy on the new tour? No. Right. No. I, 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 saw I, I, that, I, I saw something you posted. You were happy because Manson's opening up. So, that gave you another reason. Not well, to okay.
2: the, 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 the rumor was... Uh, somebody put on our podcast page it was going to be Priest and I was like I was still saying I'm still not going but I, there was a little fear in me that what if they play Turning Circles or or some song I really want to see them play live right. I'm going to have to go then when it was like oh Mansion's playing that's that there you go but I wasn't really going to go And you know I mean it's been cancelled it was supposed to be here with uh Who's opening? Megadeth. I love Megadeth. I still wasn't gonna go. Megadeth was not that appealing to me to you know, look, I love Megadeth, I love Priest, but the thing is, I have a problem seeing Megadeth and Priest being an opening act. I really do. There's uh, there's there's certain bands I'd go like, you know, like uh, well, uh I, not-
0: I, I, I feel you there because you know it's gonna be a straight up greatest hits set.
2: Right. Like, if, if it was like, uh you know, Night Demon and Force or something, you know, newer bands that don't have a, a big catalog, then I would right. love to see them open. Right. But, you know, I, I'm not going to see, like, you know, shit that Megadeth and, and Priest would do if they headline. You know, right. it's just going to be, you know, and, 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 you know, I mean, I have seen Judas Priest and, and Megadeth, I don't know, over a dozen times each, you know, so what's the point? It's the same thing with everybody going shit about the Priest Maiden thing. I don't want to see Priest open for Maiden. I'm sorry. The last time I saw Maiden, they were phenomenal. They were great. It was a nostalgia towards thing. But honestly, it's like I to see Judas Priest open for Iron Maiden. To me, being this, you know, Judas Priest is probably my third favorite band of all time. To open for Iron Maiden is look. When I saw Iron Maiden the last time at the BTT uh, Center, huge arena, and I'm looking. How packed it fucking is, and I could not help but think myself, dude. Priest played the the Seminole hard rock, man. Right. They should right. be playing here. What the fuck? Priest, too bad Priest right. didn't come up with Eddie first.
0: Uh, you, you, you know, you know why Priest played there because people give a shit about Motley Crue. You know, <laughs> Motley Crue supposedly doing a stadium tour with Death Leopard and Poison.
2: Good luck on that. I, you know, this is what I predict. Maybe, number one, no way it'll sell out stadiums. But let's say they play stadiums. There's no way that band is going to play stadiums outside of the big market. New York, Chicago, L.A., okay, it still won't sell out, but it'll do decent there. But they come down here in Florida or whatever stadiums over there in New Orleans, good luck. You're going to have to give away tickets. You're going to have to hit up Mick Mars.
0: Yeah, get those free tickets. Exactly. Exactly. All right, well, fuck it, next story. Let's go to something positive. Uh, Megadus Dave Mustaine looks healthy in new family photo. Uh, n- new photo that he put up with his uh, extended family. Uh, I'm surprised he has his hair, so uh, I guess he didn't do chemo. Because it doesn't look like a wig, but he looks pretty good. Well, that's awesome. And so did he, he beat it,
2: right? Or is he still in... Uh... Well, that I know they, he did his last treatment.
0: Yeah, well, that's that's the, the last uh, that I saw is that he finished treatment. I don't know, I don't know about a you know a final diagnosis or anything, but he finished treatment. But uh, it might not be that bad if he didn't have to do like chemo and everything, uh, you know. So, because uh, like I said, it, that looks like his hair. That doesn't look like a wig. So. Uh, Hey, I, I'm hoping he did, man, and I hope they have a great follow up to fucking Dystopia, man. Because i right, great. Man, something, album. something.
2: tells me it is going to be good. It's taking too goddamn long, but it was taking too goddamn long even
0: before he was diagnosed. Right. You know? But uh, yeah, man. Uh, so speedy recovery. I hope everything works out with uh, Dame Mustaine. Right on. All right, All right. now and now here's one for me. And uh, a good portion of the other people on this show, I know you won't give a flying fuck about this, but there's rumors floating back, uh, floating around about a new Faith No More project coming out. And, uh, man, I'm, I'm, I'm really excited about this, because I really want to see these guys live. They they uh, did a reunion tour, and they kind of hit major markets in the U.S., they didn't really hit outside of that, and, uh, man, I want to see it, because I haven't seen them 92, but I'm a huge fan, but there's been some stuff on their webpage, uh, some new postings and stuff, getting people thinking, maybe there's something coming around from them again, and uh, I, for one, would be... That's <coughs> something I'd be excited about. I give a fuck about Motley Crue, but if they do more do something, I'm all there. And another one that I would like to see, uh, and, and, and this, this band actually has reunion shows announced is the Circle Jerks. Uh, oh, cool. Are, are you a fan of the Circle Jerks? Yeah, yeah, I
2: do dig the Circle Jerks, actually.
0: Yeah, and this, uh, they're, they're doing something celebrating uh, a reissue of their debut album, Group Sex. Uh, you know, and it's got Keith Morris, Greg Hudson, Xander uh, Schloss on bass. And uh, I, I need to ask my buddy, Manny Chevrolet, who has his own podcast. Uh, God damn! Now I'm trying to remember the name of the podcast, and we play a commercial for it. Ah, uh, shit. Anyway, he's friends with Xander. They grew up together. They were in a band together. Uh, but uh, I would love to see a Circle Jerks. Now that's a band I'd love to go see. Much more interested in going go see a Circle Jerks reunion than a Motley Crue reunion. But uh, maybe that's just me. All right, what else we got going on? Oh, I I, I thought this was funny. Uh, Ace Fraley's Origins, uh, Volume Two, featuring guest <laughs> guest appearance by ex-Kiss guitarist Bruce Kulick, and and that just shows you uh, how bad Ace is doing because he can't afford Bob Kulick, because <laughs> Bob Kulick, as we all know, is a Grammy award-winning uh, artist. So. Uh, yeah, Ace isn't doing too good on those solo shows or he'd have the big Kulik
2: on there. Yeah. Uh, I saw, uh, you know, we haven't done show forever, so since I've seen so many shows Ian, since we've been right. gone, Ace was one of them. I got to tell this story because it was great, man. Um, you know, the great Charlie Hill, who I love dearly. Oh, I
0: love up, him and Daniela.
2: Yeah, they, they hooked me up with tickets to see both uh, pre crew shows. The first night was Sebastian Bach, which did, I got to tell you, man, that was the best time I ever saw Sebastian Bach. He was awesome. And um, and Ace came out during the Encore, and Ace was awesome. But, you know what I mean? You know I'm the blue Kool-Aid, uh, blue, blue Kool-Aid drinker, but here's the negatives I got to say about Ace. Motherfucker is fatter than he was even when he was fat. The guy oh. gained all his weight back. Oh, really? and he's he left that chick you know that chick that made him well, tell
0: yeah well that's a good thing though
2: yeah because she's the one that made him beg to get back with kiss now yeah. i i heard a recent ace interview and they asked him about you know this whole thing oh they announced the last show and they asked ex-members to be part of it Ace said and you know he wouldn't have said this if he was still with that chick Ace said "Fuck no man if you want me to, you want me in the band. I'm doing a tour. I ain't gonna do just one fucking show, you know. So and uh, but here's the downside. You know, I'm not done bitching about Ace. Ace did something so disgusting. The next day, I really was pissed off about this. Uh-oh. Uh Well, actually, what uh, you know, just to say real quick, you know, people that watch my channel know these stories. But you know, I'm sure there's some pickle whistlers over there just listening to our podcast, which is cool and all, you know. But whatever. Um, I went and met Peter Chris, which uh, was awesome. Uh, I, I bought that thing. All the proceeds went to J.R. Smallwood, who's uh, dying, of well, dying. He's got cancer. Let's hope he's not dying again. So um, I went there, and I met this guy. He came up to me, sat down. His name is David Rudat from Canada. And he came down here for the cruise, so he paid for the Peter Chris thing. And he goes, sits next to me, and he goes, Dude, you're doctor fuck, and I looked at him and I go, please don't talk to me. <laughs> and he believed like I was some jack off, you know. And I was like, I'm kidding, dude. He's like, oh man, fuck you, asshole. Or whatever. <laughs> uh, so then, then he goes, uh, hey man, I, I di- I'm doing the Ace Frehley guitar experience tomorrow, and I can take a guest. You want to come? I was like, oh, fuck,
0: that's, yeah. That's, that's the guy you took the
2: picture with. That's awesome. Yeah, so he, you know, the guy couldn't have been cooler, man. So he hooked me up. Uh, I met Ace the next day. I didn't say nothing, Ace, because it was this guy's moment, you know. And this guy was wearing a shirt that really piqued Ace's interest. Anyway, so that night, you know, I met Ace, uh, which was cool. So that night, uh, Return of the Comet played, which is uh, Richie Scarlet, Todd Howard. John Reagan and uh, some drummer I don't know, but he's good. Really yeah, good. And they were fucking
0: awesome.
2: And they played like all the D-Track, Words Are Not Enough, Lost in Limbo, Shot out Full of Rock, you know, Something Moves, like all the cool songs, right? Ace comes out for the encore. And Ace couldn't hear himself on stage. Now, as, as a guy that's in a band, I've I've suffered this way too much. Where the crowd hears you fine, but you can't hear yourself on stage. And Ace was so unprofessional about the shit. Bitching, threw a bottle of water at the sound guy, tried to kick him at one point. I was like, "What the fuck, dude? You know, calm the fuck down, you idiot." I just thought Ace was being a complete cock that night with that shit. Um, Then he came out and did his show, which was great. He, 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 I'm not bitching about his performance. It was good and all. Dude, that band he has now, holy fuck! Well, you we saw him oh, and yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: they're great, they're great. They're
2: they're so good, they're so good. And you know, Richie Scarlet couldn't have been more you know all over yeah. Ace on stage. So there's no bad blood there, you know. Yeah, that,
0: that, that's what Ace needs to prop him up though. He needs a good band behind him.
2: Yeah, and he was great. He you know first time I saw him do Hard Times, they did uh Cold Gin and they ended it with the. Uh, the ending of Black Diamond, which is choice. Um, you know, it, it was just a great... It, he was great. He was great, but I, I was... But, man, he is fatter than ever, man. And I think maybe it's because he left his chick, and she probably was the one that slept. No, Ace, you can't eat that. You know what I mean? Yeah.
0: But well, uh, that, That's crazy, though, man. That reminds me of some shit happened to me the other week. I'm sitting at the bar, and a guy comes up to me. And he's like, "You the Ayatollah uh, Alcohola? I'm like, "Yeah." He goes, "Come, come get your picture taken with me tomorrow." I ended up in a police lineup. Hey, <laughs> true story. Oh. True story. Hmm. Zinger. <laughs> but uh, no, nah, I mean, I mean that's awesome. You got to meet him. You had a good experience. That's sorry to hear about Ace. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, hey, at least he's not playing for fucking sharks. You know. So. Oh,
2: God, man. And he's not he doesn't have some chick telling him you go beg for your job, you know, yeah. because if you look at Ace Raleigh's history, that guy's never begged to be back in case ever. But all of a sudden he started doing it with this. Did you just fart?
0: No, I said I set an empty beer can down. Oh.
2: Sound like a but, fart. But, uh, yeah, be no. proud. dude. Why are you ashamed, man? We all fart.
0: Oh, no, no, if I farted, you'd know you do. Probably, you smell through the microphone, man. You,
2: you know me. I like to get up and put my butt to the mic when I have to fart.
0: <laughs> yeah. Last time I did that, I shit. It was called the Creatures of the Night episode. Oh. Uh, yeah. Oh, man. I, that was do awesome. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, well, I mean, yeah, I'm glad he's not begging for his band anymore, you know. uh, That's good. But he just needs to go away, too, in my opinion. Stop it. Stop it. Stop this well, shit. Well, I'm
2: still enjoying what Ace is doing, so... He,
0: he needs to stop begging like the guy in the next story. Sammy Hagar on the Van yeah. Halen Brothers. I wish we could be friends. God, could this guy be more... De- is, is there anybody more desperate than Sammy Hagar? Right
2: Nobody's now? more victimized than, you know, self-victimized than Sammy Hagar. Nobody c- complains more than he does about poor me. I mean, well, maybe maybe Bob Hewlett uh, recently. Holy shit. Yeah, we'll get to Bob later, but yeah. You know, this guy, in every fucking interview he did to sell that stupid book, all he did was bash Eddie. And Aaron has his dirty laundry, and in his book, talked about Eddie being a fuck-up. The- hey, whether it's true or not, whatever, man. Look, I'm not one... You know, when it comes to Sammy Hagar, I make an exception. Anything this guy does is wrong, in my opinion. But... You know what? If you're going to fucking attack somebody and air is dirty laundry, why the fuck you being such an idiot saying, why won't they talk to me? Dude, you know why they won't talk to you. But you don't want the people to know, just like you don't want the people to know that you weren't selling out arenas in 1984 like Van Halen. You don't want people to know that Van Halen with Roth sold more than you did. You know, you don't want people to know all this bullshit that you put. So now you're trying to play a victim and not even bringing up the fact that, hey, you know, maybe they won't talk to me because I was such a cunt to them. Right, Ian?
0: I agree. I agree. And I, I think it's so pathetic is, like, like what, what you're really acknowledging every time, you know, he gets up and talks is, if it wasn't for the fact that he was in Van Halen for, like, nine years, nobody would give a shit because that's all he brings up. Because if it was just based on, on the fucking Montrose and his solo career, nobody would give a shit. And he knows that.
2: He'd be opening for Rick Springfield today.
0: Exactly. If he went for Van Hagar. Exactly. And it, it's so like, oh, man. It's, it's like, I don't feel bad for him, but it's almost like, in a way, I'm like, god damn, dude. Have a little bit of self-respect. You know that, that, that that's all you have in you know. It's it, they dumped you, they dumped you. <laughs> you know, you ruined the band. I don't care how much they fucking sold or whatever. You ruined the band. They dumped you, and uh, you know they want nothing to do with you. You know, I mean Eddie doesn't want nothing to do with David Lee Roth, and he legitimately made the fucking band. What the fuck do you think they want to do with you? You know. Good lord.
2: Speaking of Dave, speaking of Dave, wow! I didn't know he was like D. Snyder. Oh, what did he do now? He wrote everything on Van Halen one, all the guitar solos and everything.
0: Uh, I saw I saw the article, but uh, I I didn't read it. He took that right. much credit? Yep. Yeah.
2: He wrote all the guitar solos, all the music, everything on Van Halen one. <laughs> Well, I'm sorry, I don't buy that. Well,
0: at all. To, to tell you the truth, if you listen to 5150, I, I tend to believe them.
2: Oh come on, Van Halen two, three. Uh, I'm yeah. showing first. Fair warning. He ain't taking credit I, for those.
0: No, I, am I'm, 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 I'm kidding. I, I'm, I'm kidding. But I'm just saying. I mean, that's that's how much they sucked with Sammy Hagar. Oh, uh, cool. yeah, yeah, yeah. That that that's insane. Um, but uh, I, I, I think he did have a lot to do. with. I, I mean, I, you know, you know, you're you're coming from a guy who stands by how much Ozzy contributes to Melody, okay, and uh, you 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 can't uh, acknowledge how much David Lee Roth probably added to Van Halen. I do
2: I, I, I do acknowledge it, but I don't think he wrote those guitar solos. I'm sorry.
0: Oh no, no. I mean, he actually said he wrote the guitar solos. He said
2: every guitar solo on Van Halen one, every one. You know,
0: um, that, come
2: on. And well, yeah, uh, melody is very
0: important. He, he's even more awesome than I think he is <laughs> if he did that. And his Holy, mel- yes. and, Van,
2: and David Lee Roth, what he did on Van Halen 1 is uh, just perfection. The vocals, the 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 lyrics, the melody lines to all those songs. You right. know, something that sounds like, you know, not that special is so special. When you so, listen to Ain't Talking About Love, the part that goes, hey, hey, hey. Dude, that shit's phenomenal. It's simple but so
0: effective. You right. Know? What, what I'm interested to see, uh, you know, is you know not not only now has Dave got the uh, this Vegas residency, they just announced some concert that uh, I believe it's on the East Coast. It's some kind of festival thing, and Metallica's playing, and a couple other yeah, bands.
2: Yeah, I did and, see that.
0: And Dave's playing. And and, and what's so sad is like. You know, like you know when they announce a festival, they have like the headliners are like in big print, and then the second tier bands are in a little bit smaller print, and then the third tier bands are in a little bit smaller print. Well, Dave's like in the third tier. But man, what I'd really like you see all these other bands that are playing. I would love to see somebody from these other bands come out and play with Dave. I think that would be amazing. I mean, I mean, could you imagine seeing, you know, somebody from Metallica or somebody from these bigger bands come out and play some classic Van Halen with Dave? I think that would be fucking amazing. But uh, we'll we'll see how it goes, man. I'm interested to see, like I said, you know, I'm kind of like, I I know how down you are on this Vegas residency. And I'm kind of scared, too, because I, you know, I I know how the last one turned out.
2: Oh, that wasn't good.
0: But let, let, let's see. Has has he done good with this time off? Has he worked on his voice? You know, has he worked on shit or is he just relying on I'm David Lee Roth and Ian's gonna show up, you know? Uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm interested to see. I mean, I'm pulling for him, you know, but I'll be the first to say, you know, if it sucks, I'll say it. I don't care. You know, my God is fallible, but my God is David Lee Roth and he's better than your fucking God. Uh, so we'll see what happens, but I, I, it would be awesome, you know, at a festival like this where you have multiple talents and multiple, you know, great musicians who you know love Van Halen and love Dave. Uh, that that would be really good to see them come out and play with them, and uh, I, I think that's killer. I think it's a shame that, like, you know, I would much rather see, instead of this Vegas residency, I'd much rather see him do a tour with the Eat em and Smile band. You know, but
2: it's, uh, it's, to me it's it's just over, man. I'm sorry. I know he's your god and all, and I witnessed you know David Lee Roth. But come on, dude. I mean, it's not David Lee Roth anymore. He's he's just lost it, man.
0: Yeah. Well, uh, no, well I mean, and if if it's as bad as as you know it could be, I'll admit it. You know, don't mean it's going to change how so I feel about David Lee Roth, but. I mean, if it's like that, that, that fucking jump single he did with that fucking Swedish producer or whatever the fuck it was, I mean, that was fucking horrible. But I'll admit it, you know, unlike you fucking Kiss Tards, you think it's cool that Kiss is playing the Sharks or you're glad to <laughs> back. I did
2: see or, people actually write that. <laughs> That's awesome. I was like,
0: wow. Or, or, or you think that, that, that the new Ozzy songs are the best he's done in years. I mean, I mean come on. I mean, let's, let's just be honest. Sometimes the people we love let us down. Sometimes the people you love the most let you down the most, you know? But Dude, the ultimate Finn
2: is better than the new Ozzy stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, I agree, but it's... No, it's but fancy, I mean, I'm, I'm the one saying it, though. Right. You know, that shows you how much I dislike it.
0: Yeah, and uh, and I, I know how much it means to you. I, I, I know Ozzy to you is like my David Lee Roth. You yeah, but, but I've I've bitched about a lot of Ozzy. Oh yeah. After. Hey, and I've complained about Dave, man. You, you know, I, I mean, we're we're both honest, but I know, I, I I know what Ozzy means to you, and that's what Dave means to me. And of course, yeah. you know, and I lo- and I
2: love. Hey, Dave is a better frontman. Dave is the greatest frontman I've ever seen in my life. Right. And and honestly, yeah, I'll take fucking Van Halen over Ozzy solo any day. You know, I'm a huge Van Halen fan. You know, I'm. Right,
0: right, right. No, but, I but, worship
2: I, Diamond Dave, man.
0: Yeah, no, but and I, I'm not saying you don't, but you know what I mean. I just there's there's different. You're like, you know, like your favorite band of all time is Sabbath. You know, yeah. so I know what Ozzy means to you. That's what Sabbath Dave means with to Ozzy. But we, we 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 both we both you know agree sometimes our gods you know fuck up. But at least we admit it, unlike fucking sheep. You know, who say like, "Oh no, everything's right." Like, I mean, I mean, try explaining to like somebody who's hardcore into Kiss, you know, around fucking rock and roll over that you know, in two thousand nineteen, uh, minus Paul Stanley and and two guys in fake makeup, they're going to be playing the Sharks and try to say that's cool. You know, and, and, like, and the huh? Sharks
2: didn't even show up.
0: Exactly, they're, that's You're they're like, nah. like, "Nah, I'm good." Uh, you know, I. I I, I actually, I talked to one shark and he said, I thought the farewell tour meant the farewell tour. I'm not showing up for this. You know? <laughs> hey, team teammates. <ace. laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. You know, and there was one shark who was there and the one shark who was there said, no, they just meant farewell to that lineup. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That shark and the other was, shark. Yeah, that that shark was, was named Ken Mills. Uh, true story. <laughs> but
2: Ken don't listen to. Hey, you I know, know uh,
0: right?
2: you know there. Were, you know, I, I found out recently something about Ken Mills. I did not know this. What's that? You know, Ken Mills was the car washer that told Paul to get kids back together.
0: Oh yeah. Ken Mills.
2: <laughs> true story. Back then he was called the car wash, the car god. So what is it? Uh, the car, the car father. <laughs>
0: As long as he wasn't the mechanic that told Eddie Van Halen to hire Sammy Hagar. Oh, yeah.
2: That son of a bitch.
0: Oh, I'd, a, like to, I'd like yeah. to find that motherfucker and hit yeah. him with a fucking pipe wrench.
2: I now proclaim him the Hitler of hard rock.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, here's something kind of cool, but unfortunately it's not coming to, uh, to our shores. But... Uh, a white snake uh, scorpion's tour.
2: Oh, well, dude. Here's again, talk about somebody that lost it.
0: Have you heard Coverdale's uh, vocals? I, I've heard, I've heard I've heard some shit where he sounds good, and I've heard some shit where he sounds bad. He's bad. He's really bad. It's, I mean, really it, 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 it's kind of like I kind of wonder, uh, you know. And it's hard in this day and age where. You know, people get judged by something somebody recorded on their fucking phone at a show. No,
2: I uh, saw it. I saw it.
0: Oh, you saw it. Okay. Personally, okay. Mm-hmm. When's the last time you saw White Snake?
2: Uh, a year and a half ago? Two years ago? Same place we saw with Judas Priest, dude. At the hard Oh, no
0: shit. I oh, was... was
2: bad, I huh? was... Oh. Oh. And let me tell you something. When I saw the slip of the tongue... Not that I'm a big fan of slip of the tongue, but I don't think I've seen... I, Seriously, and I'm not. I to saw. Say it. I
0: saw that.
2: I saw that tour too, dude. I think when I saw it in my arena, that man must have been most, the other than Xander, the greatest vocal performance I ever saw in my life. I mean, the guy was insanely amazing that night. You know, I put him up there with Glenn Hughes, Xander. You know, and Dio as far as a, a live performance It was one right. of the greatest things I ever. And I saw the White Snake. You know. Tour, the white snake, white snake tour. Yeah, right. And he and he was great then too. But man, slip of the tongue, it was a freak of nature him that night. Yeah,
0: but that was, that was a good show. Wow,
2: was he amazing. But now it's like, wow. But you know it was still awesome? Claws mine, bitch. That motherfucker hasn't lost shit. But unfortunately I haven't liked the Scorpion Zone since nineteen
0: eighty four. Right. I hear you there, and that's one of those. things. It's a mixed bag because, again, you know you're gonna get a greatest hit set out of both bands. Yeah. But uh, but that that would be. a... T- I would much rather go see White Snake and Scorpions than Motley Crue, Def Leppard, and fucking Poison.
2: Oh, me too, man. Even with with uh, Coverdale's shitty voice.
0: Yeah, and even with Rudolph <coughs> ripping off all the of fucking Michael Schenker's riffs, you know.
2: Yeah, boy, that's ugly. But you know, I mean, I saw Def Leppard. I don't know what two years ago or so. Yeah. They were good, but it wasn't like okay, I'm gonna go see them again because they don't play anything from the first two albums.
0: Yeah, and mm-hmm. I've I, I've never seen Def Leppard, and I adore those first
2: three albums. Yeah, so uh, was, you're, you're gonna they right. don't play nothing from it.
0: All right, but hey, hey,
2: speaking of Def Leppard, I gotta bring this up, which is great Def Leppard news. Uh, next year, they re, they're releasing the 40th anniversary of On Through the Night. That comes with a bonus live show, uh, audio, of uh, them somewhere doing, you know, the, on Through the Night Tour. That's oh. great news, man.
0: Yeah, well, that well, I'll definitely get that. That is
2: going to be awesome. Yeah, fuck yeah. A live show from 1980? You know, hell yeah, man. Give me that shit. Because I've seen footage of 1980 shows. I got a couple bootlegs, like Reading Festival and so right. on. And I saw, you know, High and Dry Tour. I mean, they were phenomenal, like, young kids. They looked like, you know, just, you know, let out of their cages.
0: So good.
2: You know? Right. They were great on Pyromania, too. That that show was great, too. Uh, oh,
0: you saw talking about Pyromania, tour?
2: Yeah, yeah, with Crocus, Headhunter, their best album, too. Oh, wow. And then I saw Hysteria, too, with Tesla. And that was when Tesla had their first album out. And, right. oh, yeah, that was not that good. It was a downgrade of, uh, you know, I was like, eh, I don't like the new Def Leppard album, but let's go see it. Then I left there going, you know, it wasn't a bad show, but you know, uh, those hysteria songs still didn't sound better live. And then I never saw them again until they toured with Sticks, like what, two years ago. And they were good. I'm not saying they were bad, but it was kind of like, all right, I saw it and, you know, it's like, do I really want to see them again? No, not really. It's not, like, appealing to me. If they played right here at the uh, American Airline Arena, which is, like, you know, a 10-minute drive, I wouldn't go. You know, I wouldn't go. I I was telling my friend, I wouldn't go see Motley Crew. I won't get, you know, Poison's. not, you know, that's not even an option there. But this is so non-appealing. And here's another thing, and it, it it's weird to me because I was actually fighting with people going, dude, it's a rumor Motley Crue's not getting back together.
0: Yeah, you, I saw that.
2: Yeah, I was like, God, people were just so gullible with rumors. Well, as far as now, as uh, as we're speaking and recording now, there hasn't been no confirmation of this tour. It has to be true, though, because nobody's coming out saying it's not happening. But, you know, Motley Crue's back, but they haven't mentioned they're touring with Def Leppard and Poison. You know, to me, that's still a rumor, but it, I think it's going to turn out to be true. But oh, it's well, not going to well,
0: play it, stadium. It, 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 It's going to have to be, though. It's going to have to be. I mean, they they were lucky to do the business they did on the last, uh, you know, on the Farewell Tour, you know. And I think a big draw that was the fact that they said it was a farewell, and they had a great opening act in Alice Cooper, you know. But if they're going to come back, like, just a few years later, you know, it's going to have to be a package, you know. And here's the thing, Death Leopard does amazing touring because a lot of soccer moms love to go and hear that uh, fucking hysteria bullshit. You know, Uh, Doug Leppard does, you know, as much as we clown on them and they haven't put out a great album in fucking 40 years, uh, they do decent touring and they always do combination tours, you know. Uh, They did a tour like Journey, Uh, a tour with this band, that band, you know, they always do good so I, I I believe that's what it is, you know. And then you had Brett Michaels talking about when Poison comes back, it's going to be part of a big tour, and uh, you know. So I, I I think it's going to happen. I mean, they're not going to get my fucking money. No how, no way. But you know, fuck it. You no, know I what I it's hope to
2: be much money.
0: What I oh uh... well, I saw some some people were posting. What the predicted ticket sales, uh, ticket costs were, and and like what each band was making, and I uh, I think I saw a post. They said yeah, it was but like,
2: I don't I don't believe that. I don't believe. Look, I know the tickets are going to be very expensive, but not not walk up. They're going to probably give them away for free because they're not going to sell too much tickets. Look, right. The thing I the thing you saw it says Molly Crew gets two million. Yeah, it's one million and whatever Poison gets. How can I well, look, Def Leppard sold way more than Motley. Def Leppard does way better than them in the concert circuit.
0: Right, but here
2: they have to be headlining this year.
0: Here here's the thing though. Uh Def Leppard constantly tours. Death Leopard is always showing up. If not every year, every other year. Death Leopard is touring. And they're playing shows where they make money, you know, because they do the combo tours. Uh, to me it makes more sense. Motley Crue can can ask for more money because it's the illusion of like, well, it's a surprise because we said we were never going to tour again, you know. Uh, and and uh, yeah, Motley Crue gets two million. Uh, Dead Leopard gets a million, and they said Poison gets like two hundred fifty thousand a show. That seems about right.
2: Nah, I don't think so, man. That's pretty little for Poison, yeah.
0: Yeah, I but, mean they—they
2: just—it's uh, way too much for poison. But I'm just saying, in the reality world, they should be getting maybe like half a million. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's fucking poison,
0: though. I mean, I what, know, I it? know.
2: For me and you, it's poison. But I'm telling you, they're they're a package headline band. You know, when they go out, they they headline to you know Vince Neil and Firehouse and so on. You know, and yeah. they pack they pack amphitheaters. I mean, they don't do uh, bad themselves. You know.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Ultimately, who can let, let Johnny Vogan worry about this shit? Because he's the mm. only guy to go. I love you, Johnny. I love you too, uh, Johnny.
2: What you're going to see is not Motley Crue. Thank you.
0: A, a show I would much more like to see, but unfortunately, there's no shows uh, booked in the U.S. as of now. Uh, but Down is doing uh, some shows for the is 25th anniversary. Uh that seems to be the rumor but nothing's confirmed but uh i don't know if you saw i posted on our page the other day uh, the video for kirk's new solo album yeah I the, it. He, he had a new song i liked it a lot and this is something i've just been like lazy about and putting off because i have contacts with kirk and uh i've been putting off getting him on the show Part of it is lazy, part of it is like kind of nervousness, because to me, you know, we were talking to some really cool people, but like, even though I've hung out and got drunk with Kirk, I'm like, still to have him on the show, I'm like nervous, but I'm going to contact, uh, I, I have his number, I have his wife's number, and you know, he even says like, he admits like, hey, get a hold of my wife if you want me to do something, uh, I'm gonna contact his wife, you know, and have him come on and, and let him talk about his new solo album, and uh, you know, uh, let him talk about Down. So we'll see what happens there. But uh, I tell you what, you know, just from hanging out with Kirk, he, he's a wild dude. He's a lot of fun. Oh man! And, should I, and, should I? And I, I was gonna say, like, like whether it's just like an interview about the new album, or I would also like to have him, you know, come on and, and talk about an album that he loves because just by hanging out with Kirk he's like us but no I'm, I'm, I'm gonna make a call dude I'm, I'm gonna make a call and, and set that up because I think it'd be great to get Kirk on it I would love that you know he's a huge Thin Lizzie fan and it, he's a huge uh, UFO fan
2: he even but has I, a tattoo of Thin Lizzie
0: yeah yeah and, and uh, no dude he's got he's got killers the killers album takes up like his, his lower calf on his right leg and shit Nice. Uh, Dude, uh, nah, he, he's a good metal dude. I think that'd be a fun interview, and I think we could go like some really good places with him.
2: You know, just to take a break from this uh, music news, I, man, Ian, I'm telling you, man, I have never paid to see a movie twice since like oh.
0: since, like the 80s. I know what you're getting I, ready to talk about. Please do not give spoilers.
2: I will not give any spoilers. You Need, need to see Dr. Sleep.
0: I want that to see it so bad. It's
2: so amazing. And what I love about it, the guy didn't try to be Kubrick, uh Stanley Kubrick. And, and you know, it's not shot. I mean, there's a there's kind of like little nods to him throughout the movie, but it's to me I get a vibe more of David Lynch. And it's not very David Lynch-ish, but if I was to if you were to compare, I'd say it's more David Lynch than Stanley Kubrick. If you're a fan of The Shining, this movie is a must. A must. It's very long, but it doesn't seem long. It's not... Look, Shining, to me, is in my top three favorite movies of all time. But even I'll admit, it drags. But the way it drags, I love how it drags. Because it's still interesting how it drags. Dude, this movie does not drag. It doesn't drag. There's no, like, long scenes, uh, you know, that... You know, like, you know, Danny, like, you know, with a little tricycle and right. the first shining, it's so well made and what an ending. Oh yeah. my God. It's one of those endings, like, like the first shining, it's t- totally different than the first shining ending, but it's also one of those, whoa, that, you know, cause you kind of say, whoa, how the shining ends this All one, right. you're kind of like, whoa, that's so Fucking awesome to end it, like like uh, you know how how much I bitched about Twin Peaks the re the remake, but I loved how it ended, you know with you know Laura screaming and shit, right. but um that it, it that's the vibe of this ending too, it's kind uh. of a unexplained but it's it's awesome, it's so good, and you know I'm not giving away everything, but the the last scene, it's like this whole movie's great the whole way through, but the last scene. It's like phenomenal, and that chick—I mean, you're more up to date with pop culture than me. Who's that fucking chick? She's awesome. The the with the with the hat in the movie. Her name is something. The hat in the movie. Yeah,
0: yeah Ru- Ruby the Hat or some shit like yeah. that. Yeah. Oh man, uh, I don't know who that I don't know who the, the actress is. See, I, well, I don't know a lot because I I haven't read the book yet. I, I've read well, The Shining. I've seen The Shining. I'm a The huge... well,
2: Shining is very different than the movie. Right,
0: right, right. Oh, all oh, right. This one's not. But, I, but I've read and, and, you know, and I've seen the book. I haven't read Dr. Sleep yet. Uh, and I, I haven't seen the movie. And I'm, I'm trying to, like, stay away because I don't want someone to spoil it for me. But everything that I've read, and it's a shame because this movie is bombed. And it's bombed yeah, bad. Yeah,
2: yeah, I've heard. Somebody told me that recently. I was like, really? I mean, there yeah. wasn't, it wasn't an empty theater when I went because it was nighttime. But it wasn't super packed either.
0: Well, I, I think they kind of made you know, it, it is a long time following up The Shining. <clears throat> and they made a weird decision not to release it during, like, October. You know, like in the Halloween season. They released it, like, a week or so after uh, Halloween. Um, but it's unfortunate that it's bombed because, like, critics have loved it. Fans have loved it. I, I really haven't seen a review that was bad about it. But I'm kind of like, I, I watch... You know what I pay attention to because I don't want any spoilers because uh, I hate that shit. But uh, and and, oh,
2: yeah. and and trust me, the trailer does not have any spoilers. The trailer's not that good,
0: right? Well, I I, I liked it. I thought the trailer looked interesting. I, it was but okay. It didn't do the
2: movie justice.
0: I, I liked what I read about how he said. You know, it's uh it's a sequel to both Kubrick and King. Uh, like. Like where he says there's stuff he acknowledges from Kubrick's version, you know, of The Shining. But he also stays true to the book that Stephen King wrote. And I I thought that was very interesting. And I'm I'm looking forward to seeing it. But as of yet, I haven't. But uh, I really, really want to see it. But, you know, it's it's kind of weird. It's like the second King uh, production this year to underperform because IT Chapter 2, which I did see. I didn't see it in theaters, but I saw it at, I saw it at home. I enjoyed it. I liked it. I didn't like it as much as the first one. I didn't uh,
2: like
0: the first one. See, I, I liked it. But it uh, it underperformed at the box office as well. Uh, so maybe we're kind of in a slump, you know, for horror right now. You know, but you know, I uh, box office is so hard to judge because there's a lot of people that run out it, you know they go see a Transformers movie and think that's fucking. Cinema. Or
2: or or some fucking stupid De Niro movie. Boy, that guy's been picking shitty movies. The grandpa, grandpa my grandpa, whatever the fuck,
0: dirty grandpa. And, uh, that, and that made
2: money, you know.
0: Yeah, I, I want to see the Irishman. Too. That uh, looks
2: awesome.
0: But uh, that, first,
2: I, I can't wait, man. I got uh, Netflix 27th, I believe, this month. Right.
0: Well, uh, uh, my friend went and saw it at the theater the other night because, it, you know, it's in theaters for three weeks before it goes to Netflix. Uh, he said he liked it, uh, but he said he thought it was, uh, you know, he could see it being better on Netflix than in the theater. He said he felt like Scorsese didn't know when to cut. He said he thought it was too long and, uh, you know, it wasn't, Scorsese's best, but he said it was still a good movie. But I'm very excited to see it. I just saw a Netflix movie that was released in theaters and then released on Netflix, uh, Dolomites, my name, the new Eddie Murphy movie. I loved it. Oh, I thought it was great. I thought It was awesome. It was
2: like, oh, my God. This, and Eddie would do the smile, dude. To me, the smile is the funniest thing about Eddie. You know, it's like, he was so good in it. That's oh, a yeah. great movie. Great, great movie. Yeah.
0: I watched it, too. I, 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 thought it was, I thought it was really good. What a great comeback. Oh, yeah. It, and and the crazy thing, you know, that's his first R-rated movie since 1999. Wow. The last R-rated movie he did was Light uh, with Martin Lawrence, where they played prisoners.
2: Uh, I mean, but it, I don't even know that
0: movie. Yeah, but, I mean, 20 years since Eddie Murphy's done an R-rated movie, you know? And, uh, no, no, Dolomoy to my name was fucking awesome, but... It
2: was great. It was great.
0: Yeah, yeah I, I recommend that to anybody, and, uh, I'm definitely excited to see The Irishman, definitely excited to see, uh, Dr. Sleep. So, there we go. We're ending on some
2: movie reviews. But, and I also want to say, Ian, <clears throat> there's a guy that reviews movies on YouTube that I pretty much agree with him all the time. He couldn't stop gushing about The Irishman. He said oh, really? it was amazing. So, You know, let's just uh, let's let's us all judge it when it comes out. So, oh,
0: yeah, oh, yeah, definitely. I'm gonna watch it no matter what because I love Scorsese. Well, me too. But we're gonna get uh, we took a segue into movie reviews. Now it's time to get back into album reviews, which is what we do. We got the great Edwin Canastracci joining us tonight. (laughs) We're gonna talk about Testament Souls of
2: Black. Hell yeah. Now it's time to review the 1990, or 91.
0: I had it right the first time.
2: 1990, I know, because it came out, there were three killer albums that came out at that time. Rust in Peace, Painkiller, and this one. And uh, Ian, we have somebody to review this album. It's Souls of Black from Testament. Tell us who he is. Who's behind well, door number
0: three? Our very special guest and repeat offender, Mr. Edwin Canastachie.
2: Hey, sup, hell everyone. yeah! That guy, that guy is all over our Facebook page. I love that. Fuck right. yeah! I always get you confused with our buddy that that came to Vegas. What's his name now? I'm so old and decrepit and stupid.
1: That's uh, Vincent because we're both we both got ethnic names for C, and we're both and in A.
2: Yeah, you're both from L A. That's where the confusion comes from because you're both from the same place.
1: Yeah, but, well, uh, we both yeah. live in L.A. I mean, he's from New York and I'm from Philly, but we, yeah. We, we're both living in our. Yeah. I
2: believe yeah. I've i called them kind of scratchy and natural by accident. Yeah, sorry. He po-
1: Vincent thinks I'm awesome, but
0: I'm sure he took that as a compliment.
2: Yeah, yeah, he didn't get offended. Ian did yeah. though. Yeah. <laughs> Stupid millennial.
0: I got, I got very mad. I canceled the podcast.
2: Yeah. And that uh, this is me doing an Ian impression. Check it out. <clears throat> see, see that I just imitated Ian taking a swig of beer.
0: <laughs> nice.
2: Heard that? Ha <laughs> Nice. That was me.
1: I like it. It was subtle.
2: I'm badass. Yeah.
0: Subtle you know humor. Oh well, man. I was glad to see you uh, pick this one, because This is something I didn't have to do a whole lot of studying on this because I'm very familiar with this one. But yeah, I noticed you guys. You
1: guys have a dispute, kind of, uh, kind of running dispute with Testament, whereas like Rap likes a few of their albums but thinks they're very overrated. And but you're a pretty, you know. You seem to like most of their albums. Um, I don't know if you like Demonic, but you like most of their shit. And and you know it, what? I, <laughs> I,
0: I do like Demonic. It, you like it is, Demonic? Oh my god! <laughs> it, 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 I will say this: it's my least favorite, but I still like it. To me, Testament is like uh, overkill, and those are my two favorite thrash bands that aren't, you know, you know, the big four kind of thing. But both of those bands, I don't think any of them made, like, a shitty album. they just some I like better than others. But I would put this down there with Demonic as, you know, <laughs> bottom of uh, their uh, discography for me. Yeah, this is going to be funny. It's going to be ironic
1: because it's like, uh, I'm definitely going to be closer, I think, to Ralph with this album than you, even though you, right. for the most part, are the Bigger Testament fan. And
0: and, and, <laughs> and Ralph, Ralph hates this band. And he doesn't even like this album, but he wants to be kind of cultural.
2: Yeah. And, uh, and yeah, he right. likes this
0: one. <laughs> you no. Know, I
2: would, I would, dude, believe me. I, this sucks. I'd rather do fucking demonic or, or, <laughs> or the last two so I can fucking talk about how fucking overrated this band is. Here, they're fucking awesome.
1: I concur. You know, the funny thing is I kind of traveled uh, through, well, they say with this album, At first, when I first heard it back in 1990 and I got it, and it was my first New Testament album at the time, after getting into the band. I was really disappointed. Save for the uh, three songs, I didn't really like it that much. Uh, but over the years, it's grown a lot, and it's actually my favorite Testament album. So right there, it's my favorite what, one. What,
2: Souls wow. of Black?
1: Souls of Black is my fucking album. Well, Testament you know, I can't
2: album. blame you, dude. I put it up there with the top four. It's a fucking awesome album.
1: Yeah, and we got the same top four, and they're all pretty close, but this one, there's just something about it It has a quality. We'll get into that, what, what I love about this album, but I think it was just too raw for me. Uh, when I was you know, I was in junior high, just getting into thrash. I wasn't really educated with um classic metal or like Sabbath, like I kind of jumped from hard rock right to thrash between 88 and 89. So I hadn't really developed a taste for, I guess, raw, sludgier kind of sounding Sabbathy kind of sounding stuff, which I think this has a lot of uh that vibe. But a few years later, as I did go back and listen to a lot of 70s and early 80s metal i start to appreciate this album more until like it just over the years just grew and grew and now it's i love it it's my favorite one
2: right on awesome but you know i would be cooler if another one of those albums that i don't like would be your favorite one because you're a yeah. testament fan i like to slap <laughs> you and ian around get it's like, back I get... to those led zeppelin guys that kick my ass for liking kiss <laughs> yeah, I got, I got, get Ralph for a
1: traditional Testament by revealing an apple he likes. The <laughs> ultimate yeah. <for> revenge.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Did yes, sir.
2: Well, tell us, tell us, tell us what you thought when you got when you first got this on. What year was that? Was it when it was new?
0: Yeah, yeah, I heard this right when it came out. I was, it was uh, the first one I heard all the way through. Actually, I'd heard of Testament. I'd uh, seen. The, the video for "Practice What You Preach" and I liked it, but for whatever reason, I never ran out and got it. And then started hanging out with my best friend, and he was a huge Testament fan. So he bought this right away, right when it came out. And I listened to it with him, and and I dug it, but I was I didn't like really get into it. Uh, but what it did is it made me go back and check out the other albums, and then that's when I really got into them. Uh, but I remember. A lot of backlash when this came out. Mm-hmm. Uh, people, I don't. People not people not digging this one. Like you know when I started talking to other people like Testament, you know everybody's like ah it's it, it's a step down from the first three, <laughs> and and uh, you know I I kind of agreed and then it's one of those albums that I just really didn't go back to for a long time, and like sometimes I put it on I was like ah it's pretty damn good and then other times like eh, yeah I, I see the drop off there. And, you know, th- this was an album... You know, I, I compare it a lot to um, State of Euphoria. Uh, I-, I like State of Euphoria better. But uh, <laughs> but it- it's an album created under the same circumstances. Basically, it was an excuse to-, to tour. And they had to get on a tour, so they had to finish it real quick. And all the songs on this album were, like, demos and reworked songs that they, they didn't use on other albums. So they just, like, really rushed this so they could get on the European leg of the Clash of the Titans tour because Atlantic told them uh, we're not going to send you out there unless you have a new album to push so they just rushed through and did this and, and the band's not really a fan of this
2: well that's uh, the controversy I remember them <laughs> bitching about it
0: right and the same way you would hear Anthrax a bitch about you know State of Euphoria. they just felt they didn't take enough time with it and, and Testament basically said the same thing here And for whatever reason, uh, the first one they did without Eric's Perry Alice, who, uh, you know, that's one of my gripes about this album is the production. I'd definitely like to hear, like, a remix or remaster of this. I mean, Thrash Metal at that time was always kind of a dry sound to begin with, but this one's just, like, too fucking dry. And uh, I thought Perry Alice did a lot better job producing these guys. But, uh... But now listening to today, you know, some stuff kind of like okay, that's not so bad. Other stuff like yeah, that's why the sound has a reputation. It does. But were you a first day buyer, or were you already in I hate Testament mode with this
2: game? No, no, actually, I look me being a Testament hater. Let me give you a brief, brief uh, history of my Testament. When they came out with the Legacy, I was in love with them. And then I saw them open for Anthrax, Among the Living Tour, Legacy at the Cameo Theater. Phenomenal. They were phenomenal. This is like, wow, they got like a fucking virtuoso on guitar. And that album just kills. Then the next album, New World Order. I love it, (coughs) except, you know, that what everybody likes, I know. I'm aware of that, everybody. But I cannot stand the version of Nobody's Fault. I can't stand it. Practice what you preach. Love the title track. Love, um, oh, blessing contempt is good. Nightmare. Yeah, yeah I, I believe we reviewed that one, didn't we? Yeah, yes, we, yeah, yeah, we yeah, did, you, you and guys. we lost it, and I found it years later. Now I remember. Um, so it's okay, but it has fillers. It stepped down from the first two, so, but I was still hanging in there. So you know, first day buyer. New Testament. All right, saw the Souls of Black video. Loved it. I said, all right, let's check this out. I had a good love, zero hate for Testament right up to this album. It wasn't until the ritual when they just lost me. Now, if you want to talk about backlash in Florida, as far as I remember, the Thrashers hated Testament by practice what you preach. I still hung in there. Uh, There was a lot of hate for Testament then. So it just bled over to Souls of Black. The people that hated uh, practically Preach hated Souls of Black. I remember a few of my friends hated it and I loved it. And I think it's the best album cover, too. I love that album cover. Yeah,
0: it's yeah. Bad, yeah. I, I actually,
2: well, Ian, you were here. I actually have it framed on my wall. You know, I have yeah. the poster, the yeah. promo poster, and I never took it down because I love that album. So I just feel like, you know, the, the reason I bitch about Testament a lot is because, goddamn, I'm sick of all these better bands opening for that. And it really leaves a sour taste in my mouth. And honestly, I don't think they've really done anything that great since The the Gathering. You know, there's a song here and there, but I think those albums are very lackluster. And uh, The the Gathering, you know, I wasn't too impressed with Demonic, I didn't like it. *Low*, I liked most of it, it was like, oh cool, this is cool. But then um, The Gathering just blew my fucking mind. I said, oh God, and for a while, I mean, I still put it up there, it's like tied with the legacy. But then the rest of the stuff—it's just like I don't know, safe thrash or predictable. It's not like Overkill to me, you know. I mean, Overkill—I love Overkill, but I don't think they make albums as bad as those albums. You know?
1: I I do, I I do find, like the last two. I like the last two albums better than you, Ralph. But I do agree, uh, the the Gathering was the last like full on. Oh, that's my second favorite album. I'd say it's like very close. It's like Soul of Black Gathering. Uh, the legacy and New Order, kind of in that order, yeah. but all very. The only one I say New Order is not quite. It's funny because when I was young, New Order was my favorite, like uh, most Testament fans. But as I got older, that's that's like a kind of distant fourth place. Like the top three, which are very close, are Souls, Souls, uh, Legacy, and Gathering. Uh, you know, they're, they're all like those three are definitely my go-to uh, Testament albums.
0: I, I, oh. I will say that that happened to me too. As I got older, I preferred. Um, New Order over Legacy because Legacy was just like too raw. But the more I got into Mel, the more I got into Thrash, the more I appreciate Legacy. And now, and now I, you know, I, Legacy, I definitely take over New Order, even though I love them both. But Legacy is just fucking phenomenal.
1: Well, I, I think Souls is closest uh, of the first four. I think it's closer to Legacy than, than New Order. I think it has that just raw, just straight up Thrash, kick your ass kind of thing to it uh whereas with the new order that's where they get a little more say, kind of quasi-progressive thrash uh you know a little more kind of in the direction metallica was going in and uh, whereas i think uh blacks uh souls of black just because they were rushing it forced them to kind of just do a raw straight off like from the hip album which
0: is one of the things i love about it. Uh, now what, what what do you think of the ritual can you get with that or no uh, uh
1: that that was actually for a while I just stopped listening to Testament after the Ritual because like I said at the time I didn't really connect with Souls of Black that was until years later uh, and then the Ritual came out I didn't even buy it a buddy of mine had it and I listened to it and I was like eh. it just sounds like a lesser it's like them trying to do the Black album but I didn't think yep,
2: that's Yeah, that's exactly how I took it but
0: but not as good I was like this is like a lesser Black album uh, it's yeah, I'm, little... I'm, I'm kind of the same but the opposite because I, I totally agree that's where they were going, and so did every other thrash band. Uh, but I, I'll take I'll take that one over the black album. But there yeah. there's bands around that time that changed their sound, and all those other bands, I like those. i like I liked sound of white noise. I liked when um, Overkill did it with I Hear Black. You know that was all changed and trying to be more accessible. Yeah. But I think all those albums are better than. Than the Black Album. That's
2: uh, a- I, I, I did. I did. I love, 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 love. Fucking I hear Black, and I love. What was the other band you mentioned? I love that album, whatever S- it was. S- Sound
0: of White Noise.
2: Sound of White Noise. I would put on the top three of Anthrax albums. Fistful, spreading. Sound of White Noise. Those are my top three albums. So I don't mind change. I and I'm not saying. And you know, to me, it doesn't even matter if they're trying to do the Black Album. I just felt like, God, where the fuck is the, you know, the killer changes, the fast, you know, I like a little fastness here and there. It was just all, like, mundane. I love Electric Crown. That song rules.
0: Yeah. But after I, that.
2: Uh,
1: I like the song, uh, a song I like a lot. Uh, for the most part, Ritual just kind of blends into me. It uh, kind of, I don't know, it has it's just it's, it's a little uninspired. I think it's kind of sluggish and a little boring. Uh, I do like that song, and uh, I like the song called Deadline on it, which to me has a really kind of hot Judas sure. Priest quality to it. I like that. It just kind of reminds me of like mid-80s, like uh, early 80s Priest a bit. I like that song.
2: I'll give it another chance. I haven't heard it in about 20 years, or maybe even more. I, I also felt it was like one of those, God, this album's too long. Too many songs, you know? Yeah. But yeah, with yeah, Souls know?
1: of Black does not have that problem. Today. Yeah, the I Souls of Black songs. is
2: not—it's not long, yeah. yeah. To mm-hmm. the point
0: gets to the point, and it's out. Boom. It's awesome.
2: I love this
0: album. Speaking of getting to the point, uh, Edwin, since you are our guest, why don't you start this one off with Beginning of the End?
1: Okay. I remember when I first heard it, this was actually on Christmas Day. My parents gave me this as a gift. Uh, I had the cassette. Uh, And I remember listening to it, probably on Christmas Day, because that's a great time to listen to Souls of Black. Uh, You know, it has that little acoustic opening. And I don't know. I was kind of uh, being kind of sour on it because my first thought was oh, okay they're just really ripping off Metallica <laughs> they're really ripping off Metallica now you know because they're doing like that acoustic opening that goes into thrash uh, the th- you know the first thrash song like battery you know fight fire with fire but now I just think it's awesome I was like who gives a fuck if it's kind of like Metallica I mean and it's also it's like conceptually it's kind of similar I mean it's the same thing they're doing but Metallica does it in this Murricone kind of Mexican standoff kind of sounding thing uh, whereas this is more folky, kind of more like like kind of like Sabbath would do when they had their little acoustic interludes and like uh, like on Sabotage and stuff. Like it's just kind of it's got a different vibe. It's got a little of a folkier, witchier vibe. Uh, so I, I think it's cool. And there's really great little, you know, Scoldenick and um, uh, Eric, you know, Peterson are doing really cool stuff on the acoustic guitars there, the dueling guitars. And I think it's a great way to kind of set the mood and boom. And then when the song kicks in, it's gonna you know, be awesome. So I like it as an intro.
0: Ralph,
2: what do you think? Yeah, I think it's great. Acoustic jam, showing off the Skolnick chops, dude. Alex Skolnick, in my opinion, this is his crown of achievement. This album. I the, totally agree. I was the thinking, the thinking that today. Solos, just, the solos, oh the solos, awesome. and the riffage is like he is so on fire on this fucking album. And it's like I, I, every song I talk about is like that solo. But you know, it's funny. My least favorite song on this album, which I still like. Spoiler alert, I love every song on this album. Has the best Alex Skolnick solo, in my opinion. The one that I think is the weakest song on the album. Has more than makes up for it. You know, with that, oh my God, Alex shreds on that song. And he shreds on this whole album. And here he's shredding on the uh, little acoustic piece. What do you think, Ian?
0: Uh... I, I definitely dig it. I had in my notes the same thing like what Edwin was saying. Kind of remind me of something you would hear like on, on Sabotage. Uh, my only thing is, does, again, and I do this a lot with intros or little instrumentals, does it need to be its own thing? Because, you know, they kind of do the same thing with uh, Eerie Inhabitants on that starts off uh, New Order. Uh, but it's all one song. But the one thing I was wondering, because this was an album that they had to push out, you know, uh, to go on tour, I know sometimes uh, artists have it in their contract, like, like the song has to have so many tracks. Like, did did they divide this just so they could say, okay, here's here's the ten track album that we owe you? Yeah, because you know, otherwise it's nine.
1: Well, that's exactly what Sabbath, right. what Warner Brothers made Sabbath do. That's why all every little <laughs> a little note that's played in between a song, it has its own title.
0: Oh, I it's, did not know that. Okay. Oh, yeah,
1: they were the record label went to stretch out. That's why even fucking FX is a song. It's right. because the label wanted to look like they had more songs because Sabbath songs were a little bit longer, like a minute or so longer than most rock bands at the time, unless right. it's like you know some prog rock band. But so they were just. Kind of making it look like there was more because back then people would look at a record, and go, "Oh, well, there's just like six songs on this. That's like an EP. That's not an album or whatever." But if they named the the, the little interludes, then suddenly it looked like there was more songs on it. So, so I feel like maybe that's an homage to that. <laughs> maybe it's like, yeah. "Hey, look, this is like the Sabbath thing. Sabbath would name, would have done the same thing. It would have called that thing its own. It would have its own title."
0: Right. But you know, when I'm when I'm reading about this, you know, I'm thinking that because. Like I said, there was nothing like they went in the studio and wrote. They just grabbed all these ideas they had laying around, reworked shit. So, yeah, they probably did that. But it leads into the second track, which to me is the true opener of the album, Face in the Sky. Um, I, I dig this one. It's a good, uh, it's a mid-tempo kind of thrash thing. I mean, they've definitely done heavier, but I like it. I mean, I mean, to me, it's, man, I hear this shit, it's a testament through and through and uh, I think it, it works good as a, as a way to open up the album. Because I, I really look at it all as one song. But, uh, yeah, it's a fine way to open up the album. Good testament song. What do you think, Ralph?
2: Song rules, dude. Fucking love this song, man. facing the Sky. Um, you know, not only on this track, I think this whole album, uh, Chuck's voice is like, the best way to describe Chuck's voice on this album, it's like 3D. Just like jumps out of the speakers, and it's—I don't know there's something a little more. I don't know, in your face, maybe because it's high in the mix. I don't know. You know me. I don't know shit about production. Don't care. And shitty production. Boy, I can't tell the difference between the sound of this and the ones that Eric uh, Alex Perry made. They all sound good to me. And uh, it's trashy, and I, I like the song because it's got some hooks, and it makes me stand at attention, holding up the horns, man that's what i think
1: right on edwin yeah i think the same it's fucking awesome and i think describing chuck billy's vocals as 3d's like really accurate i mean especially on this album i think this it's not only school best playing i think chuck's uh, best singing yeah it just he just fucking tears it up and i'll get into it with even a few songs down the line where there's some really key chuck billy moments that really kick ass but it's just I you see with me, and this is the thing I didn't appreciate at first when I was a kid. But as I got older and like I said, I start listening to Sabbath albums and start listening like you know some punk records and more thrash and stuff and, and Motorhead, I start to appreciate rawness more. So to me, I I hear a difference in the production, and most people think it's a negative, but I like that it sounds like they just went in there and they just knocked out some fucking songs. And the guitar tone, I just love the guitar tone. It has this really, well, like uh, it makes me kind of think of i mean the songs are a little faster it's it's not quite on this level but it reminds me of a uh, master of reality it just has this kind of dark sludgy sameness to it of all the the guitars which i kind of love it's like one big song for like you know 45 minutes and it just all has that sound and i just love the sound of this album I and mean, i think everything the drums the bass every i just really this might i think the best sound sounding testing now i just really love it, it, the way it sounds and this song is the first song where you hear that sound it just kicks ass and it you know it gets the fucking testament party going it's awesome it rules.
0: why don't you take the next one "Fallen fast
1: oh "Fallen fast even even more awesome my second favorite song on the album this song is so fucking badass the verses sound a little like a similar kind of melody as uh practice what You preach but this song's i think better i think it's heavier and thrashier and the whole falling fast, like that, that, that 3D vocal, when he does that low thing, and it's a little death metal-ish, you know, uh, when he gets down really low. It's just fucking badass. And this song, it just, just the way it just punches in, it's like pump, bump, bump, like right out of the gate. It's like punching you in the face. I fucking love it. Second best Ow. song on the album.
2: Love it. Oh, now uh, it's my turn? No, go ahead, Ian. I want to go out. All
0: right. Um... To me, I, I dig this song, but it's kind of like to me, it's Testament by the numbers. Like I feel like I've heard this song a bunch from Testament, and it's not bad, but I just I want to see a little bit more progression with this album. And uh, I, I I can see, like I said, that this is stuff they they demoed and left off. I can see because either it's sounding too similar to another song, or just basically. I don't know. I, I don't know. It's not bad. It's just I want something more at this point. It's an okay song. What do you think, Ralph?
2: Well, I think it's even better than Face in the Sky, and I also think it's even better than every other song on this album. This is the best fucking track. They re- they raised that speedometer on this track, and dude, that line, line goes, help me, Lord, I'm falling fast. Bring us back to suicide. Oh, suicide.
1: my God fucking awesome that is yeah.
2: like one of the greatest lines ever in any uh, testament song I almost said Metallica <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah it's my favorite track on here and you know it's uh, uh, you know it's one of the, the there's those songs that you know that they avoid live now because you know they suck
1: <laughs> yeah, they only do the title track. They totally ignore the whole album.
0: They were doing the, uh, the Legacy for a while, but they don't even uh, do that anymore.
2: Well, I am proud to say I saw this tour two times at the Cameo Theater, two nights opening for Slayer Season in the Abyss. Oh, my God, my balls are just thinking about that. <laughs> and I got to tell the story, which I might have told the story before on the podcast, but it's such a great story because it happened the first night I was there. I'm I'm sorry, the second night. The second night I went, I went to the balcony because the first night I spent too much time in the pit and boy was I hurt. And uh, right, the Cameo Theater was located on Washington Avenue and Española Way. One block west from there was Española Way and Drexel. And on Drexel Avenue, my dad owned a hardware store and I used to work there. At that time, I I was actually working for him. And uh, so that night, I fucking got so drunk and polluted before I went in. And during Slayer, I punched the the sheetrock and broke it uh, upstairs. Like I, I demolished it. Uh, the next day, the people at the Cameo came to my hardware store and bought sheetrock.
0: <laughs>
2: and I was like, oh, yeah, hey, what's going on? Because I knew the guy. He was a bouncer, a good friend of mine. He's like, some asshole broke those fucking... She sheetrock upstairs. <laughs> I was like damn so but you know I am a good guy I didn't tell him or anything but at the same time I've been to the cameo a million times after and I could have made more money and break some more sheetrock at shows but I chose not to but all right I'll take the next track well um, souls of black uh, this is the one that you know, when I saw the video I was like right on you know they slow it down this is an amazing song cool video killer riffage uh this in this song is actually insanely great you know it's just too bad <laughs> <laughs> they, they suck too much now you know and, and can't keep making songs this good oh my god i love the way you know the the, the bass that guy's underrated man chase on oh
0: Greg, yeah uh, Greg yeah Christian? Oh, yeah
2: Greg Ch- Ch- yeah i'm thinking of the guy from badlands yeah listen but um Christian's is on my Facebook, and uh, he ain't happy with the Testament guys. But anyway, I love this song. What do you think, Ian?
0: Oh, fuck yeah. This, uh, yeah, it's my favorite song on the album. Um, I love it. It's it's very catchy. I think it should have been much bigger than what it was. I mean, I really think, you know, with, with the great video and this track, I, I'm really surprised it didn't blow up. And, you know, another great thing about Testament, I mean, Chuck Billy. Jesus Christ. That, that dude out Hetfield's Hetfield. You know? And he still has a great voice. Even even when he... Those albums singing Death Metal and he goes back, he still sounds phenomenal. Uh, and, and, you know, his vocals, the bass on this, of course, the guitar work, everybody's on fire in this. And it's just a, a perfectly written song. Great hooks. Definitely deserves to be the title track and, you know, the lead single and everything. I mean, it's a classic and that's why you know this is the one that you know they can never take out the set list it's fucking incredible i love it what do you think edwin yeah it's fucking
1: great it's uh probably my third favorite song on the album it's awesome um you know i i used to play bass uh in bands and when uh when i heard this like uh, think junior high you know it was i had a rock band and i played bass so if if you're a bassist you get excited just if you hear bass, like especially in metal in the '80s, because you know for the most part a lot of bass, like like Testament, was mixed down a lot. So you know whenever if you heard a song like you know Peace sells or something, and there was like a bass intro, you get excited. It's like oh cool bass. So uh, just just that alone made me like the song, but but then the whole song was great and. And, you know, it's mid-tempo, it's uh, more of a classic, metal, I guess, kind of traditional metal song than the thrash, so they're kind of moving in that direction. Now, if The Ritual had a whole bunch of songs that sounded like this, I would have liked it a lot better. Uh, but yeah, the song kicks ass. It's a classic. The video, like you guys mentioned, is badass with all the leather jacket and the, the pop it looked like kind of like Escape from New York, you know? It was really that's, bad. Uh,
2: you know, that's <laughs> that's a really good point. Like, if Ritual had more songs like this and you know cuz this ain't a fast song. Ritual yeah. had a lot of slower songs. That songs like this with the hooks and the killer riffs and stuff then I would have loved the Ritual even without fast songs, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, and that's yeah. kind of like
0: what they did with Electric Crown and that was yeah. kind of the same thing. Yeah. It was it was, it was, you know, slower down more traditional metal. Uh but I been, mean, that's a song, you know, just like what you guys say. I know a lot of people hate the Ritual but oh, I love Electric Crown. You know, so yeah, but, I mean, you know, I... Then,
2: then there's those that, you know, uh, oh, look, uh, it has to be Dark Angel or violence. Fuck Testament. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now, somebody like that is like, well, that's my wheelhouse of bands I love. But look at me. I love this slow Testament song. I like, I'm not this closed-minded thrash guy. I really ain't. Just because I don't like the latest Testament shit doesn't mean I absolutely, it's that you hear me bitch about them when I see Testament with opening act. Death Angel, I was like, fuck you! You know, because Death Angel, I like more. And, yeah, and, uh, I mean, if
1: it's all just about speed, too. I mean, it's like, and, well, what? Like, you don't like Sabbath? Like, you know, oh, yeah, I mean, no, it's yeah. got to all be about speed? I just never got that.
2: And it's yeah. also like Testament overkill in Death
0: Angel. Even worse. <laughs> it's right. like, come
2: on, even overkill should be over fucking, uh, you know, Testament. What the fuck,
0: man? But whatever. Like, well, just like you were saying, you know, you hate people. You know, like, oh, you know, you don't like Sabbath. Everything's got to be fast. Uh, you know, that that's kind of how I, when Ralph always teaches me about, oh, you, you hate metal. And I'm like, well, just because it's fast don't mean it's a good fucking song. You know, you, you, shit can be a thousand miles an hour, but if there's no song there, there's no song. But... but I this, hear this, you, this, this, but, you know, I mean... it has got everything.
2: When, when I hear, like, a fast song, I, I get it more than you do. I'm not saying... I, I say you don't like metal as a goof. I don't really... All right,
0: need- no, no, I mean, I, I, I know you're joking, but, I mean, there are people... That would be, that would say that same thing, but be serious because everything's got to be so fast. You know, if there's any bit of medley, uh, melody, you know, they're like, oh, sell out. This is poser shit. You, you know, it's like, uh, just cause it's fast. It don't mean it's good. I mean, it helps. Yeah. It, 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 you no. know, here's a, no, no, report. no
2: from Def Leppard. Right. Is that yeah. one of them? I'm trying to think which of the fast songs I said, you know, like metal, was it? No, no, no. Def Leppard. I don't
0: know. Think so? I can't remember. I one. remember oh,
1: it was Bloodbath in Paradise from uh, the Ozzy. Oh uh... man, there's
2: hooks on that one.
1: <laughs> I remember that was one to
2: that Ian. Did. That's a hooky <laughs> one. You uh, yeah. take you alive with his sister. <laughs> I hear hooks there, but whatever. I hear the hooks, you don't. Unfortunately, but it's not science, you fucking pickle whistlers. Uh, trademark Ian. I gotta tell you all, all you fuckers, man. <laughs> Just because Ian doesn't hear hooks doesn't mean I don't hear hooks and vice versa, you bitch. Right, Ian? Right. Right on. Testament sucks, by the way, Ian.
0: Okay,
1: bye.
2: Right on. Ralph, I just
1: have one question before we move to the next song to talk about the speed thing, because, you know, I got into Metallica with Injustice for All and then you know, quickly got the eight albums before. Um, but like, I wasn't part of the, the thrash community until that album. So I don't know. So when Harvester of like sorrow dropped, was that like, was there any backlash? Cause that, no. cause that song's noticeably like slower. Than. Not
2: at all. And I'll explain why. And that's a great example of a song yeah. to explain yeah. how it didn't get a backlash, man. There wasn't a soul alive during that time, except for my friend, Holy George, who's Nustardamas. He's the first guy I ever met when when um uh injustice came out he goes dude metallica sucks i was like dude what the fuck that's like saying you know black sabbath sucks today you know what i mean back then you couldn't yeah. say metallica sucks nobody would so harbor sir sorrow was the only song people knew cuz of the monster rock festival and everybody was losing their fucking mind and i remember seeing reading magazines that people would mail shit in you know like little letters and shit and, dude, I remember reading several people going, oh, my God, just saw The Monsters of Rock, Harvester of Star of Rules, I can't wait for the new Metallica. I never heard anybody say nothing bad about that song back then. Now, mind you, if the Internet was around, I'm sure, you know, uh, it would have been, you know, we would have heard more about it. But, you know, like Ian was saying earlier, like his scene didn't like Souls of Black. My scene was like, eh, they didn't even like pre- practice. I guess different pockets of the country are have different opinions, but... In Florida, and what I read on those magazines, people were excited. Now, I admit, when I bought And Justice For All, I didn't, I, I don't, I'm not the biggest fan of that album, but I did not hate it initially. But I did know, listening to it, going, wow, this ain't as good as the, the first three. Um, but, you know what? I, I appreciate that album more. Now, shit, I even appreciate fucking State of Euphoria. Oh my God, I hated that album. But then it still, it still has uh, make me laugh can't save that right Ian we like that one
0: Eh, yeah Yeah,
2: you gotta admit that one's like what
0: the fuck man yeah Yeah, but but the stuff that I love on there just outweighs it so much yeah I
2: I told the story before I was driving in my car and my shuffle put on um, out of body out of mind and I was like damn this song's really good and I then I put it put on the album and I was like well you know I'm still not digging it but man I love schism off that album Now That's it's a dark track. Now it's dark Because I've always Loved that one And the first song yeah. Um Be the all, all. It, though, Initially when I Got that album That and now it's dark Is the one that grabbed me Then later Schism And now I like Uh that, that That other one Whatever it was called I said You know Um So anyway Fuck Where we at
0: uh, The last track On side one Absence of light well, oh. not on the vinyl
1: I got. Oh it might really? be different on cassette. Uh, on the vinyl there's actually uh yeah, the last track is the one after with this. At least oh, on the one okay. I Yeah, on the vinyl copy I listened to it today. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was just True guessing. story. <laughs> <laughs> no, good. makes sense. It makes sense. But no. Nah, um All right, well,
0: because beginning of the end isn't really a song. True. Who wants See, to that take, you off Who wants to take absence of light? Ian does. Oh, I do, okay. Uh, now this one, total filler to me, but, uh, and I'll be curious to see if this is the one Ralph was talking about, uh, like I said, I I find it filler, but passable, I mean, it's not a horrible song, but definitely, I, I taste some filler here, but I love the solo, the solo, you know, kind of, I'm already writing my notes like filler, filler, and then the solo comes through, I'm like, ooh, I like that, gotta make a notation about that, uh, But yeah, definitely not one of my my favorite tracks on here. And I can't remember if this has been played live or not. Yes, it has. Yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, yeah, not a favorite of mine. What do you think, Ralph?
2: Oh, man, I love this song. It's a scorcher (laughs) firing on all cylinders again. And uh, this is a kick-ass amazing track. You know, I love that. If it was my way. You know, if it was my way, I would tell Testament to stop phoning it in. And rush out albums like this one, man, because it kicks ass. Stop taking a long time making fucking albums that suck, <laughs> and and just go in there and fucking, you know, somebody go now. I think they're doing an album now. Somebody run in the studio and say, hey, hurry up, you got to open for free. <laughs> you only <laughs> got that? two weeks. Pick yeah, you out. only got two weeks. So you know, <laughs> more more songs like fucking Absent in the Light. This song <laughs> rules, and it's not it's not the song my least favorite. Ian, oh, but okay. yes, I will agree this solo wow yeah, fucking alex is going shit on this one but it's not my favorite solo yet edwin
1: yeah fucking that's gold nick solo is great uh i call this i would call this killer filler it's yeah it's it's like you know it's not you know you wouldn't release a video for the song but uh it's it's fucking awesome this is the thing it's like one to me this is like one of those albums like you know um with Point of Entry, you guys were talking about how, like, even though the second side's not as good, you still enjoy it. Like, it just has that sound and groove. Like, you just want to keep listening to Point of Entry. There's something just very listenable about that album. Yeah. And and it's like, even you just don't want to stop because it just has, all the songs kind of have a similar vibe and groove and sound of the guitars. So you just like the sound of that album. Uh, I think ACDC's Flick of the Switch is kind of like that, too. Uh, where there's just, it's almost like one big song. Like, yeah, some songs are better than others, but, you know, you kind of just want to listen to all flick of the switch when you listen to it. It just has a groove, you know, a sound. And to me, this album's like that. Like, yeah, this might not be as strong as the songs that were before it, but it's still awesome, and I still want to keep listening to it because it sounds like a song from Souls of Black, you know? Like, So I like every song on this album because it just has this sound, and it just sounds like, to me, it's just like one, like, they go in the studio to... And they just knocked out a bunch of awesome songs, and then they're done and they go off on tour. And it, to me, it's just every song has the sameness, is actually a strength, I think. And so, so I love this song as well.
2: All right. What do you think I love to hate?
1: Uh, it's pretty much the same thing. Uh, oh, uh, maybe even a little bit better. I gotta say, it, it kind of kicks it up a notch, it's a little heavier, a little faster. I, I love, uh, I'm, a, I'm a sucker for gang vocals, so I love when you got the law to hate, you know. Uh, it's, it's a little corny, but, like, in a good way, like, I'm fucking into it. Yeah, I fucking love love to hate.
0: Yeah. Ian, I call those gang vocals twisted sister vocals or gay vocals. I don't know, a lot of times when everybody saw us singing in, I'm like, eh. Uh, I will say this is my least favorite song on the album. Uh, to me, total autopilot here. Uh, and, uh, ooh. I, I initially thought this was the, uh, the first song on side two. So I put bad way to, uh, to kick off side two, but it's even a worse way to end side one. <laughs> not, not really a fan of this one. Ralph.
2: Fucking love it. Uh, <laughs> Alex shreds on this song. It's relentless. like falling fast. <coughs> Just killing it, man. This song's incredible. You know the reason why Testament is not happy with this album because it reminds them how great they were at one time. You know, they need to rush out shit like this, man. Fucking left, hate rules, dude. Hell yeah, oh, to hate, yeah. <laughs> uh, and then, yeah, then, then those crazy backing vocals on the next track, malpractice. Oh my god, the way this song that, that beginning riff. I mean, is Alex playing every fucking fret on the guitar or something? It's like. Here you know, here you got some some prog going on in this track, and great again, great 3D screaming in the bridge from fucking Chuck. You know, I and I love that fucking malpractice gang vocal. That's you, I remember seeing it live. So that was alone Eric Peterson. Um, this fucking song, this uh, this fucking song smokes, dude. Not my least favorite, that's for damn sure. I love it, uh, Ian. Malpractice.
0: Uh, I love malpractice. Uh, to me, it's a great you know album track, you know not not a single, but man, th- does it help? Fuck, you know keep this album together. Uh, and I put this this should have been the way side two starts off, and I guess it is. <laughs> so mission accomplished. Uh kick, kick ass one, man. I I, I definitely dig this one. And this is one I really forgot about. And going back and listening to it for the review, I was like, oh, man, man, you know, I I love when you just find a song that you haven't heard in years and just, like, have all new appreciation for it, and, you know, this would be one like, ah, fuck, you know, I might skip the male practice. I digs it. What do you think, Edwin? Well, not only is this my favorite
1: song on the album, it's my favorite testament song, period. Yeah. I I I don't
2: blame you, man. That's Fuck a great it. one. Huh? Not my favorite, but goddamn, anybody says this is their favorite Testament song, I'm not one to argue about that.
1: I always liked this song. This was like one of the three songs I liked when I first heard it as a kid, but it's just my love for this song has just grown over the years. It's fucking awesome. It's got everything. It's like every, everything you would want in a Testament song in this fucking song. And, you know, you said the, the intro and it keeps like changing, but everything's awesome. Like there's this moment before a Skolnick guitar solo where he starts doing this really cool, almost priest like thing melody on the guitar and it's like he only does it for two measures and you're like, That's really awesome. You could build a whole fucking song around that. But he doesn't, he just keeps he just starts shredding afterwards and it's almost like that's what it's like leaves you wanting more. Like that's a fucking cool thing to do. Like most fans uh and just the, the lyrics uh, are really cool I, it's funny it's like a song about like how the healthcare system sucks in this country so apparently it did back in 1992 which is not a thing usually metal people would sing, you know metal bands would sing about but it's cool and it's just like uh the, they'll rip you off then write you off oh, i fucking love when he does that fucking rhyming off with off it's fucking badass uh, just everything about the song, but they get into malpractice Like it just keeps building hook after hook after hook, kind of like what Sabbath used to do in uh, Metallica uh, in the early days, where they just like it just keeps building and building. It's fucking awesome. I love it. The greatest thing Testament ever did, in my opinion. Fucking right
2: awesome. on, man. That's awesome, dude. I'm glad. Yes. I'm, that's cool. I never met somebody who likes pal- malpractice practice. Best Testament song, but that's a great song. to have as your favorite.
1: Well, thank you. So Yeah, I'm no, that guy. Well,
2: but unfortunately, in my world, there's a song called "Apocalyptic City." So yeah, <laughs> yeah
1: that's a great song. It's up there, it's top ten. So, so, uh,
2: so Edwin, what do you think of One Man's Fate? Okay, this song. Uh,
1: well, one song has to be the least, my least favorite on the album. Um, so I guess this is my least favorite on the album, but I still love it. I still think it's great for like the reasons I said earlier about just you know the whole vibe of this album. Is this the this might be the one Raph's talking about? Because this has a fucking awesome skull Nick solo too, but kind of all the songs do. But this this one stands. And I remember thinking, wow, this is cool. And it does that cool little breakdown. This is another song where you actually can hear the bass. It does a little kind of Metallica-ish kind of bass and drum thing. And it's a cool song, you know. It's my least favorite, but still still really cool. I still like it uh, a lot. So that's what I think.
0: Right? Oh, yeah. Okay. This better be the one Ralph's talking about it, or I'm going to be offended, damn it. Uh, nothing groundbreaking here, but I dig it. And it does have, have a kick-ass solo. Uh, but it, to me, it's definitely filler. But never, not offensive. Not offensive, and I, I like it I like it more than love to hate. So there you go. Ralph?
2: Yeah, you know, Alex's solo on this song is so fucking tasty. You know, and as great as Chuck is on this album, Alex is definitely the VIP on here. I mean, and and I would say by the time of this album, it's time for a filler. But no, this ain't my least favorite. Seriously, oh. it's not. This track is another baby puncher, man. I even, <laughs> I even like what Louie is doing on here, the drum. And I think it's a very thrashy, but I like how they slip a bit of melody uh, on here, here and there. And, and to me, it works. Well, okay, I'll, I'll say second least favorite, but goddamn, I love it. And I love my least favorite as well. All right, I'll take the next one, The Legacy. The only ballad they ever did worth a shit. I fucking hated that ballad song on the last album. Fuck serenity song. This song is fucking amazing. I love the vocal structure and the flow. And, you know, it's just a fucking excellent song with a great... Emotional solo, even before the solo, like, dan na nah. you know, Alex does toward the beginning. And when it kicks in, it gets even better. This song is solid as fuck. Absolutely love this song, The Legacy. What do you think, Edwin?
1: Yeah, fucking love it too. Uh, everything you said, uh, it's the greatest testament ballad uh this one i always loved this was one of the three i loved actually i remember listening to it when i thought it was gonna be like a hit it's just funny like now he's like yeah that's not gonna be a hit song but i thought it was gonna i thought it was gonna do for them what like one did for metallica and of course it wasn't gonna do that but it's fucking awesome it's as close to a great ballad like it's in that because normally metallica were better songwriters and could you know it's like you know testament wasn't doing things like One and Fade to Black, in my opinion, from a songwriting standpoint. But this fucking comes close. It's a beautiful song, lots of emotion, cool vibe. And even though it's a ballad, it still fits with the album. In the same way, kind of like you got like Solitude at like towards the end of uh, you know Master of Reality. Like, it's just, it, it, it's, it's a ballad, but it's so dark. You know, it's so dark and has atmosphere. And it, even the cor- chorus is really catchy. But it, ju- it just fits it. It's perfectly placed on the album. It, the the video with the CGI souls of black guys was pretty cheesy, but still, it's a beautiful song. I love it. It's fucking awesome. Probably my fourth or fifth like favorite song on the album. It's fucking. Why, great.
2: The, why the hell do I like it though? I'm not supposed to like this band. I'm liking one of their ballads. Yeah, Seriously. even the
1: ballad's awesome on this album. That's Seriously, how awesome all you it is.
2: Fucking Sean Killian and Violent fans can gets my ass. They right in, the in. fucking
1: zone. Right.
2: That's <laughs> right. Fuck that shit. All right. Uh, hey, Edwin, take that last one. Hey, yeah, Ian, uh, he oh, you didn't talk about the legacy?
0: No, huh? man. No. I'm sorry, bro. You know, I hate ballads. <laughs> this song sucks. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I love this fucking one. And I think, in my opinion, it's tied neck and neck uh, with Cold Embrace as my favorite, you know, uh, Testament ballad. And I think Testament does very good ballads. Um, uh, but I, I know you, you like uh Cold Embrace Edwin. Ralph, yeah, are you familiar are you familiar with that one? Yeah. I think that's that's a latter day masterpiece from the
2: test. Yeah, mm, well, I'll give it another chance. I mean, yeah. I've been listening to those albums as holes and right. no song like like stuck in my head that I would remember a track. Uh, right. it's it's off one of the last two, right?
0: It's off uh, Dark Roots
2: Yeah, it had to be one of the last two because I, I pretty much know all the names of their songs before right. that, you know, except for demonic, but
0: but um, uh it, you know, and, and a funny thing about uh, "Cold Embrace." Do you know the story behind that, Edwin? No, I don't know the story behind it, dude. They were trying to get that shit on the the soundtrack to Twilight. Oh <laughs> they wow! Wrote, well,
1: I they wrote that, see that, in a
0: way. that. Well, well, I mean, you, I mean, you can tell by the, uh, uh, you know, it's it's about a uh, girl who's a vampire and shit like that, you know. But I mean, I just can't, I couldn't see like in what reality. Is Testament gonna get on something like that? But I don't <laughs> it, care. What, whatever inspired it, I, I think it's a perfect fucking song. But so is the legacy. And uh, man, I remember, you know, even people who were bitching about the sound back in the day, they they loved this and they loved Souls of Black. And just a, a great song is a great song. But I think for a thrash band, if you're gonna do something slow, you you really have to step up your game. You know, it can't be like a fucking Aerosmith 90s ballad. You know, it's gotta, you has got to bring everything if you're going to slow it down. And I think they did. And, uh, you know, they should still be playing this one live. And they did up until, I think, 2011 they stopped playing it. But uh, this would be a great one to bring back in the set list. I think it kicks ass. But a song they never played live that I definitely think they should play live is The Last Track. And this is another one that, ooh, what the fuck, I forgot about this motherfucker. Seven Days of May. I think this is the sleeper track on the fucking album. I love it. I think it's a great way uh, to end the album after The Legacy. Because, I mean, that could have been an easy out, you know, let that end it, on a mellow note. But fuck all that shit. You want to be mellow, go and get the fuck out. We're going to crank it up. I love Seven Days of May. I think the whole band hits on this song. And uh wow, I'm really glad that you made me listen to this album so I rediscovered this song Edwin so Thank you. Right.
2: Nashville uh, pussy.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so uh who me? Yeah, Yeah. Go ahead. yeah, yeah okay. You yeah. already
2: know this is my least favorite, but
1: Yeah, this this is Raph's least favorite. Uh it's listen, I uh, it's I I'm somewhere in the middle. I don't love it as much as as Ian, but it's not my least favorite either. Uh, I'd say it's about average for this album, which means average on this album. It's fucking awesome. I love this song. Uh, it's great. It's my. It's probably my second favorite ending on the Testament. I would go about Apocalyptic City, being the the a bit stronger finale. But this this fucking song is awesome. A lot of cool riffs and it's fast. Exactly the kind of song you want to hear after the Legacy. And uh, it's apparently it's based on like some movie from the early sixties with Burt Lancaster. that I, sh- I should never actually saw it, but I should, maybe should watch. But it's about like a military
2: coup or something.
0: Yeah, and uh, it's about it's about uh um like the Ur- military takes when, over. Yeah, well, when
2: Ernest went to the army, I saw it.
0: No, yeah, no I the, never
2: the,
1: saw the, it.
0: the standoff with Cuba. The shit.
1: Yeah, it's like a cold. It's like that era when they were doing like the Maturing Candidate and Doctor Right, of, it's right like but it's a, a Cold, that's a cold War right. movie. Ah,
2: Uh, man, I can't watch it if it's realistic, because Cuba won. (laughs) (laughs) All right.
0: (laughs) Uh, Only the salsa dance competition. That's about it.
2: All right. No, no, I mean, come on. Reality, Cuba won, man. Bay of Pigs, that fucking cocksucker. What the fuck, man? Little fucking island. Oh, whatever. Seven Days of May. Yeah, this one's my least favorite, but it's still amazing. It would be the best song on other Testament albums. And yep. as amazing as Alex is on this album, I would say this song, I feel is the best goddamn solo. I mean, he, lay, he for me, he leaves the best solo for the last track. You know, I do admit, though, you know, one little part, it's, you know, it's a minor gripe of this song is that change it does during the solo. It's a bit, bit disjointed for the song structure for me. And that's why I would put it at the lowest because there is one little part where I'm like, eh, but you know, uh, what Alex is doing more than makes up for that change. You know, this fucking, this fucking shit is out of the... This fucking... Ah, oh man, this album rules, dude. They, they fucking hit it out of the park with this album. I loved it. But, you know, they suck now.
0: <laughs> Alrighty, righty. Well, this album was released October 9, 1990. Uh, produced by the band and Michael Rosen who I've never heard of before or since. Uh, but I think I think he engineered some of the, the previous albums. Um, I don't know if this went gold. I do know it made it to 73 on the top 200. Back when that meant something for a thrash band, that was pretty fucking good. Um, but uh, yeah, this, this would be the end for a lot of people. You know, they get turned off because of the ritual and some came back and others never did. But I was also very excited... By the time you hear this review, uh, our recent interview with Johnny Z uh, will be out, and he comments on there that Testament is the band that he's most proud of, and uh, I thought that was really awesome, because I like Testament.
2: He didn't say that even. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, he did. <laughs>
2: no, he said he loves them, he said nice things about them, but I don't think he said he was the proudest
0: of them. Yeah, because that's what I asked, out of everybody working. Worked with and he, he said, "Testament." Although uh, I, I'm sure you'll probably edit it and overdo violence. No, no, <laughs> yeah. no, I'm keeping that all in. But uh, no, he said he's so proud of Testament. He's glad that Skullnick's back and that they're still doing good. And uh, I was happy to hear that because I'm one of those guys always pulling for Testament, and I can't wait for their new album. I hope you it's don't good. Have man. to
2: pull for them, man. They're over. They're fucking headlining over Overkill. What's wrong with you? Stop pulling for people that are just cushy okay what are you pulling for metallica too you fucking bone smuggler god damn it
0: <laughs> i'm always pulling for them to make a good album yeah well they did last time well
2: it, almost a full good album
0: yeah not too shabby not too shabby for metallica
2: yeah you see you see and that really does explain i'm not this fucking typical violence dark angel fucking thrash nerd I'm open, man. But then again, you know I mean? I was raised with the L.O. in Kansas, man. So, you know, I can accept, like, songs that are not the norm. Because you know how it is, dude. That's the the bad thing about, you know, not only metal, but thrash, death metal, whatever. It's got to be thrash. It's got to be this for it to be good. No. For me, it's got to be good to be good. You know what I'm saying?
0: Thank you. Now, that sounds like a Twisted Sisters song. Yeah. (laughs) It's got to be good to be good. Yeah, it sounds like something I'll come out and play. One of their shitty songs. That ain't
2: that. That wouldn't be. That wouldn't fucking. Uh, that wouldn't be on fucking Stay Hungry and Down. That that's a damn shit. <laughs> you know what we got? We got not that fast song that makes you thrash nerd. Just like it. <laughs> oh, shit.
0: All right. Well, Edwin's a special guest. You have a pick of the
1: week. Yeah, sure. Let's uh if we're talking about testament albums that like kick ass and just are from the hip, then i recommend if people are just like getting into the band or maybe just have the new order or some new ones, listen to The Legacy, their first album. Uh, to me that's the closest uh, to kinda of the spirit of Souls of Black. Uh, it's just it's just straightforward, kick ass thrash with all kinds of um, really cool you know, guitar shit going on, you know, Skullnik. I think Skullnik is like one of the things that helps you know every all the the, i guess we say like the the big eight of the big eight they all kind of have something that distinguishes them and with testament yeah testament sounds a lot like earlier metallica that's the thing a lot of people say i'd say like chuck billy's like headfield but with more range more 3d and and the guitar playing i mean you just the guitar playing's on a different level and there's just you get to hear all that shit i fucking love the haunting it's a badass song and burnt offerings over the wall, apocalyptic city, first strike, deadly. It's a fucking awesome album. Also, uh, you know, with these new vinyls, they're remastered. Like the thing is, they testament you can't get the CDs or like you know the MP3s or whatever. Remastered. You got like the old uh, compressed CDs from like the 80s that sound like shit. But these new uh, remastered ones on vinyl, if you want to like, that's like the way to listen to. It. That's the way to listen to the legacy and Soul's Black, in my opinion, is uh, with the new vinyls. They sound amazing, and it just it sounds like even Chuck sounds even more 3D. It just it's like 4D. It's fucking awesome. Uh, so yeah, the legacy, and uh, get on vinyl if you can. That's that's my recommendation. Right uh, out, Ralph.
2: I'm still
0: looking. I want something trash. I'm looking. All right. Uh, since I've, I've had just about every Testament album as a pick of the week at one point or another. <laughs> uh, I can't pick a Testament album, but I'm going to keep it in the Testament family. And this is something I hope to turn some people on to, because uh, I don't think a lot of people know about this band. Edwin, are you familiar with Double Death Patrol? No, but that's a badass name for a band. Yeah, it's uh,
2: Chuck <laughs> Billy and Steve Susan.
0: See, I, I, thought that, I thought that was you singing. I thought it was yeah. you and Chuck Billy. You know, uh, I'm tired of hearing that Ian. Okay, I'm sorry. Uh, but yeah, So it's yeah. a Chuck Billy side project? Yeah, yeah. but it, it's like a, a super group. You know, at one point they had 11 members. And when when they played live on stage, I think seven is the least amount of members they've ever had on. And uh, Chuck's got, uh, I think, three brothers in the band. Uh, let's see, Andy Billy, Eddie Billy, I think Billy Billy, some shit like that. I don't know, Hopefully but uh, yeah. Uh, but also, it, it's like all these thrashy. Phil Demo was in it for a while, uh, <laughs> but the weird one is Troy Laqueta Yeah,
2: Troy- that's right. I forgot the guy from Tesla was on that album.
0: Yeah, 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 that's
2: right.
0: Yeah, and and they they do have a revolving lineup, you know, because. You know, when they want to do shows, uh, you know, other people might be touring with other bands or out of town. Uh, but they, they put out two albums, uh, GDP for Life and Death Sentence. And, uh, I mean, any fans of Testament or Exodus, you know, check it out. And, and some we didn't talk about, I would hope most people would know. But in case you didn't, uh, you know, Zetro, Steve Zuza, he was the original singer. He left Testament to join Exodus. Yeah. <clears throat> And then, uh, you know, so, uh, you know, he co-wrote a lot of the songs that are on the legacy and that used to be their name was the legacy.
2: Yeah.
0: But, but there was a jazz band that I guess had the uh, rights to it.
2: Hey, did you know I saw the legacy in?
0: Oh, at the, um,
2: 2001 thrash of the Titans. Yeah. reunion. Yeah. Chuck was yeah. there, but he couldn't sing cause he was fighting cancer at the time.
1: Yeah. He actually had throat cancer. And, um, but he still sounds great. I just saw him uh, last year. The uh, uh, I actually saw them. They did the Gathering when he was hired. It was pretty badass. It was just last year. Uh, yeah, yeah you know, I like, from beginning to end, and and he sounded great. I mean, fuck, you know, he fucked that. No, he, he, up. Still,
2: he still sounds great, man. I saw Testament on their last tour, and it was a good show.
0: i you know, um, and, and do you, do you know who gave Testament their name? Oh, that uh, I don't know, or no. probably I forgot. Billy Milano. Ah, all right
2: yep. that's cool True what, was story. That, what was that ch- chunk billy with chunk billy with billy milano would we'll call him chunk billy yeah <laughs> he but, is a
0: and, he is a big indian
2: and uh chuck billy i mean billy milano hates chuck billy now
0: oh really I didn't yeah know that. yeah yeah
2: well you gotta get him on facebook dude he's a no no actually don't he's a trump supporter
0: yeah uh, yeah
2: But he's, yeah, he has a lot of hate for Chuck Billy. And, you know, Chuck Billy, like, when we interviewed Johnny Z last week, I mean, dude, Johnny Z's on my Facebook, too. There's a lot of pictures, you know, Johnny Z's out there on a boat fishing with Chuck Billy. They're tight. Yeah. They're really really good friends. So, I I guess what John told us last week, maybe it is a guilty of association type thing, why he hates. Because, you know, he doesn't, uh, Bobby Gustafson doesn't like John Z and, you know, Chuck, uh, Billy Milano doesn't, so, and, and according to, to John, it's because of guilty association type thing. So maybe that's why he doesn't like Chuck Billy. Right. But, but anyway, you know what I have that's very rare shit? I should have pulled it out. I have this compilation album called U.S. Metal, and these compilation albums were, um, you know, it was like a shrapnel thing, you know, just shredders. But, you know, they had songs and singers. Well, I have one that has Chuck Billy with his real name before he was Chuck Billy. Before he was in Testament, and now I can't remember what it was called, but I do. That's not my pick of the week, by the way, but I just thought I'd throw that in there. Um, uh, so, you know, now that you mentioned uh, something or Oh, yeah, you let, mentioned the legacy. I'm going to have to throw in two picks of the week. The first one is, uh, and I discussed this on the Johnny Z, uh, an amazing compilation Mega brought out called Deeper Into the Vault, which had a bunch of songs that. Like there's a song from mod called if the shoe fits it didn't make the album um God. overkill song they make the album you know all these different songs that you know later became bonus tracks and later releases but back then the only way you can get it so it's deeper into the vault check it out rare track from tt quick merciful fates on there right. so that would be my first pick my second pick you know, this band is legendary, but they're so underground, like a lot of people don't know about them. But they are very legendary in Australia because they were the first thrash band from Australia. And this album came out in 1988. And we just lost the, the mastermind, Peter Hobbs. And I'm talking about the album Hobbs, Angel of Death. Um, it's an amazing album. It's, it's pretty groundbreaking, too. And uh, this guy's, you know, I, I said it last week. was a little tribute to him. He was so cool like he was like he gave that Bon Scott vibe without being like sloshed but he was just a really cool metal I mean that guy was so metal you know and he lived it he breathed it you, and just being around his presence was you know pretty
0: aw- awesome yeah, I, I need to I need to check it out because I've heard of them through that uh, that thrash documentary uh, and I was meant to check it out but now I definitely got to.
2: Yeah. Well, it's a little on the rough side, Ian, so I don't know. Is, know?
0: Is, there, is there a band that you would compare them to, sound-wise, a little bit?
2: Yeah, but you probably never heard of them. Hex. You ever heard of Hex? No. Yeah, it's kind of like... Yeah, you know, Hex, is, Hex is even more obscure, so... Yeah, they kind of have their own sound, but they're pretty brutal, but they're
0: awesome. You I know, know Hyrax. <laughs> all right,
2: Hyrax would be a, a little more closer to Hyrax than a, a testament, oh, would you God. say? You know? But man, can, can, I like, can you
1: find this band like uh, on YouTube or Spotify? Oh, I'm, yeah, and I'm sure you can stuff buy stuff.
2: their stuff because this album is kind of legendary. Uh, yes, yeah. most legendary yeah. album. Um, and yeah, I like a lot of Aussie shit. You know,
1: my wife's Aussie, and I like a lot of Aussie shit. So yeah, I it. should definitely check it out. You
2: know, I did. I did a little tribute to him on uh, on YouTube, and there were more than like four or five comments from people from Australia telling me thank you, thank you so much. This guy needs. You know, be known because nobody was doing, you know, this thrash metal in Australia until he came along, you know. And uh, that's my pick of the week: 1988 release of Hobbs' "Angel of Death." At least go on YouTube and listen to it. If you no, like I it, definitely. Well, buy it. You know,
1: I always do. If I love, I only use YouTube and Spotify to, to test shit out. Like, just to right me, me too. Yeah, if I like something, I want to support the artist and I buy it.
2: I also, I also, um, de- uh, I really depend on uh, Ian's gay lover, Mister X.
0: Yes, <laughs> hell of a guy. All right, well now it's time to go into a fan of the week, and he's with us today, Mister Edwin Canistracci. Yeah, and uh, Ed, this is your your second opinion, uh, appearance on the show, I believe. Uh, I know
1: it's like well, it's fourth actually if you count the Prince thing. Oh yeah, fourth. Oh my oh, god. No, that, no, that no. no.
2: Count. I wasn't there.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Counting this one, it would be the fourth. If you count the prince one, if you don't count the prince one, it's the third time.
2: Yeah, that that episode was like fucking going to see uh, Dio without Dio. <laughs>
0: but uh, man, lo- love having you on the show, dude. And uh, man, you you've been around on the on the page for a long time. You and Vincent, our LA connection. Uh, man, one of these days I well, will carry on my
2: broken bones and lay me down the rest. You
0: Fucking have to say, awesome song. the connection, bro. I yeah, had to say
2: a little bit of it there. <laughs> man,
0: I hope one of these days we can make it there and have some drinks with you at the the rainbow. at, a, yeah. at the rainbow. Fuck yeah, yeah man. Yeah, fuck, fuck yeah, yeah. We... yeah,
2: I'll even drink with you, bro.
0: Wait, wait. sit at
1: uh, Lemmy's booth. You know, and honor Lemmy, have a drink, and oh, yeah. fuck a good time. Yeah, definitely
2: only you and chris cisnack the only people oh and ian too i'll drink for you guys with you guys
0: right right on yeah yeah definitely
2: hell yeah Fuck if i die who cares
0: (laughs) uh, it's the way to go out yeah man we we appreciate all your support and uh you know sticking with us all these years you're still listening to the show and spreading the word man and always on our facebook
2: page which is awesome very big contributor
0: Yes, always, you know, always donating to the cause for the expos and everything. And yeah, I might even, I might even show up to Nashville next year. I was oh, that would be great. I felt <laughs> a little jealous there. when
1: Vincent was there. Yeah, I, I, come with Vincent. I, I always donate anyway, just you know, just because I like supporting you guys. Was- uh, but, but, but when I saw Vincent there, I was like, eh. I kind of wish I was there now. It but, would be uh, great <laughs> next
2: year. Go with Vincent, so that time. Yeah. So when I, when I keep saying Ken Stracci, I'll be at least half right this time. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but <laughs> and, yeah, i will uh,
1: definitely get a shoot for next year to to be there. I mean, I'll donate regardless, but I'll, I'll, I'd like to actually shoot to go there.
0: Right on, man. And I'm gonna be talking to uh, to Chris Sinzak tomorrow after he's he's meeting for uh, a possible new venue for next year. So plans are already underway and uh, I hey, make gotten... the new venue
1: in L.A. And uh, then I'll definitely go.
0: <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, I think it's it's always going to be in Nashville. It just works out, you know, best for getting guests. I mean, L.A. would be good, too. Uh, you know, a lot of people, you know, live in L.A. still. Well, and I, I also I...
2: live there. I used to live there, dude. I lived on Robertson Boulevard. Oh, wow, I... that's a nice
1: place. Yeah. The... Not, not that Hollywood. far.
2: From... Yeah. Not that far from the strip.
1: Yeah, it's it's really I used to live right off of there myself. I, uh, yeah, I was really I close. was
2: I was homeless.
1: Oh, so you in, were on Robertson Boulevard. No, no, no. I actually
2: <laughs> lived there until I got evicted and I used to go to Fat Burger. Is that still around? Fat yeah, yeah, Burger? Yeah, yeah, that's my
1: favorite burger place there.
2: Yeah, it was my favorite dumpster when I am <laughs> not favorite even wish, lying.
1: I, I'm not lying and I it wasn't you, but you would like this guy on Robertson Avenue when I lived there. There was this homeless guy who had a boombox who every day played flick of the switch.
2: Nice.
1: I was like, fucking, you're probably flicking a switch? It was like he was easily the coolest homeless person
2: ever. I, I couldn't <laughs> even every afford day. a pool box, man. <laughs> I, would flick, I would flick ants off, like, half eaten burgers off the dumpster at Fat Burgers. That's how I survived. Well, if I, I had
1: to eat a burger from the trash, Fat Burgers won the round one. Yeah.
2: Other ones. It, was, yeah, <laughs> yeah it, w- it wasn't bad. The fries were terrible, though. Fries in dumpsters, I highly <laughs> recommend that. Just go with the burger and, and don't eat the bread either. Bread of, Fred's like half bitten and shit, but fuck man, a burger's a burger. I don't care if it's bitten and that shit. I was
0: hungry, man. Hey, I'll eat fries left at a gas station. Yeah. <laughs> was that,
2: that was more than fries, dude. That was a smorgasbord. He had fucking grabbed some plate of like a little bit of everything that somebody left at a gas station. He started wolfing it right in front of me. I was like, bro, you are, you are brutal death metal. You're, you're fucking
0: grindcore. That's, that's very Napalm Death of you. <laughs> oh shit! Well, Edwin, thanks again, man, and I'm sure you'll be back on the show again, and uh, and definitely would love to see you in Nashville next year, man. Yeah, definitely. Let's make, definitely. It, let's definitely make that make that a reality. And uh, like he's saying, man, get together with Vincent, man. That's an easy way to split hotel costs, and you know, for everybody else who's been on the fence about going, man, f- find another buddy. Uh, that lives by you that's on there, man. A great way to split costs, make it affordable, and uh, let's all fucking get drunk together. Yeah, keep uh, building building up the, army. Nashville, yeah. the army.
2: Nashville is a fucking blast. I'm going to yeah. tell you. I mean, I highly recommend not to go to Nashville when Ian and I aren't there. <laughs> yeah. and then, it, then it's dull.
0: But when <laughs> you're there, that place rules. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Right on. All right. Well, I hope you enjoyed this Testamentastic episode, yeah. Even even Ralph enjoyed it. That's I love fun. this album. <laughs> so if you enjoyed this one, come back next week when we get right back into the fan episodes. And uh, I think next week is going to be one that Ralph is going to like a whole bunch. Oh well, well, don't say it because in
2: case you can't do it, and you know it's going. But tell me when we're done.
0: Okay. Okay. Bye. That's next week on the Rock and Metal Combat podcast.
2: Testament sucks now.